from New York. Welcome to another edition of the 914 Sports Podcast. I'm Frankie Fiermonti. With me today, all of my co-hosts, we have Tony Bellata. Bear down. Tony Voza. We're up, boys. Steven Signori. Shut up, Bear Tony. And Joe Diegas. Oh, God, this is going to get interesting. <laughs> Steven, didn't you mean howdy? Sorry, howdy. Attaboy. And then shut up, Bear Tony. <laughs> Attaboy. Um, so we're recording this on Monday night. As usual, the Bears are currently playing, so expect a lot of fun from, from that game as we mm-hmm. had with the with the Cowboys last week. They're losing um, 10-3. The Bears Attaboy. are currently down. Sing the song. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Oh, fuck, I forgot the rest of it. That was too much pressure. A sentence. Steve, can you you sing some of the words? Bear down. Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down. Chicago Bears. Just do that in the background. Steven's a newly found Bears fan. Just wanted to let everybody know. (laughs) Yeah, he joined Frankie and I as uh, the Bear fans on the podcast. I officially endorse the Bears. (laughs) Disappointed, Frankie. Dis- despite the big Cardinals win last night and the Bears currently losing, I did endorse the Bears. But that's neither here nor there. We have to cover, of course, the Rays and Dodgers World Series. It's currently still going on. We're probably going to do a little bonus episode to cover uh, who wins. Either we'll record that tomorrow or we'll record that Wednesday, depending on how many games that goes. Tomorrow so night. Tomorrow, you can, I, it's fine. Tomorrow night. I, I do want to throw out that uh, we that will be a bonus episode that'll probably come out around the same time this episode comes out. That'll be a quick quick one just for fun. Um, so I do want to give you guys that update. We're going to cover some NFL. We are going to cover some soccer and hopefully not fight about it this week. Woo-hoo! Um, but yeah, let's get into what we know about the World Series so far. Uh, right now, the Dodgers are up three games to two obviously best of seven so we've got two games left um one game left one game yeah it's okay yeah it's potentially one game. two shouldn't potentially even be playing this left. game you should say one game a second game if necessary if you're being correct. potential potentially two games left um realistically though i i think we all agree the dodgers should be the world series champions they yeah they, they should be really, over they really shit the bed in game four in what was probably one of the greatest endings of a already great game. It was a shit show. Um, What do you guys got on? What do you guys got on the series so far? Because I'm just rambling at this point. But that's what I was going to say. That's what makes the Rays the Rays. I've been saying it since day one with this team, the Dodgers should win. The Dodgers should be winning every game that they play against this team, but the Rays never give up. You could say that the Dodgers gave away game four, but just as much, the Rays won that game. They took that shit. They they are not afraid to make a mistake. It's the same thing that happened in game five. You had Margot trying to steal home basically just because it's the Rays. That's how they play. That's how they're going to go out. He was safe, too. He um, was safe. And they didn't I'll, even I'll challenge. I'll give him that. Uh, I so can't this, believe they didn't challenge. This series has been kind of what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I picked Dodgers in six. Tyre Glasnow is not a good playoff pitcher. 
Uh, I'm glad that is Ooh, can I be put to bed. I get a stat, by the way. Ooh, all right. Keep, you, keep talking. Keep talking. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is shutting up all the Steves in the world. And he has been I, – I, I can't believe Dave Roberts pulled him out yesterday. Uh, what was in the sixth inning with, like, one out? Like, no, I know he was – I don't think so. I think you let him go six. Like, that, I think that, you, said, you said prove me wrong. Yeah, aren't you? Kershaw? The no, that no, was me. That was me. I love Kershaw. No, wait, wait. No, at the beginning, or was it? Oh, it was Tony with the person, the the Kershaw? No, hater. my Kershaw stat game one. I should have yeah, listened I'm part to of the myself. Kershaw. Wait, I'm part I predicted of the Kershaw game one. Who I predicted is, game one. I said Kershaw's going to throw six innings, give up one run. I think yeah, but wait, one of you guys at the last week when we were talking about it was like, oh, I'm a part of the Kershaw shits the bed in the playoffs. Fan. I mean, I that was, I've said it. Oh, all right, so it is you, Tony. You pinned it on the only person that hasn't said it. Okay, sorry, It could have been Joe or me, all possible. Um. Yeah, sorry. So that made me lose my train of thought. Uh, hey, Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I gotta edit that out now, you fucking ass. <laughs> It was just fitting because we were talking about it before. <laughs> Anyways, Voza, go ahead. All right. So Kershaw in yeah, he's five and two thirds. So game one, he had six innings, two hits, one earned run. Last game, five and two thirds, five hits, two earned runs. He had eight strikeouts, six strikeouts. He's been very good this this postseason. He only, he's only had like that one. He had that one little rough start against the Braves, um, but the Braves lineup is really good. The Rays, you know, they they've I'll give it to him. They've hung tight a little bit. But you see, I think the Dodgers are the much better team. It, a lot of these games, even when it's 3-1, 3-2, 4-2, it feels like it's like 8 to nothing sometimes, which is like how I felt like it when you watch, like, I don't know, Tony, I feel like this is applies to you when, like, the Mets are losing one nothing. Like, sometimes it feels like your offense has zero chance to, like, get yeah. a hit right 100%. like there, there's those baseball games where you're only losing by one but the team feels so much better than you that you just have no chance and that's what it's felt like for me watching these rays and dodgers games the rays have been in the game most of the time but i just really even the games they've won i've been surprised and game four was the biggest example of that i think i think dave roberts has been given a full proof lineup like at this point if he loses the world series he has to get fired because they fired even if he wins like he no i don't know about that but no you're not gonna fire him if he wins but i'm saying he hasn't been he hasn't been good this year i put him in the same tier as aaron boone oh what where you get where you get a good team handed to you and it like you should do well no 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 just for the like some of the decisions that the managers make is just like mind-boggling yeah. Like the Dodgers on paper and the same thing with the Yankees on paper too should be killing the Rays, but the Rays are just so much, they just have much better managers or just a well-managed team that the Dodgers, I don't like Corey Seager's hitting 471. Justin Turner's hitting 364 and Muncie's hitting 389. So their two, three and four hitters are hitting like ridiculous numbers. Justin Go Turner, on. former Met great. <laughs> I called him to be the X factor. That. I'll plug that. Uh, uh, real quick, it's almost impossible for the Dodgers to lose this. And somehow if Dave Roberts finds a way, I will just, I will laugh. I, I, that's all you can do. I mean, the Rays bullpen hasn't been as sharp as it is usually known for like what their best reliever, Nick Anderson, he's been giving up and in the last two outings, he's given up a run as well. He hasn't looked as sharp as sharp. Fairbanks hasn't looked as sharp either. So 
things that the Rays have relied on where it's supposed to help them edge out some games, it has hurt them too. I think to your point also, Balada, that will probably lead into what you want to say also is Urias. I mean, whether you're starting him or closing him out though, I mean, he really has been the player to watch for in this series and could show why. Like when he started, he threw nine strikeouts in like less than five innings. Four and two thirds innings, he threw nine Ks. But when you have Jansen who's blowing saves too though, I mean, you kind of have to figure out where do you put Urias in the the pitching spot? Cause like he's doing well at the beginning, he's doing well at the end. So they're kind of utilizing him more like they were using Dustin May throughout the playoffs too. Do you start him? Do you put him in the middle? Do you like bring him out to face the, the stronger part of the lineup? So I think the Dodgers are managing their bullpen better than the Rays are. Yet, I think what we would expect the Rays to hold up has been hurting them late in some games. I think what it is, though, it's the Rays' bullpen has been tasked with doing much more than they've exactly. had to. Just completely given the completely overutilized. Yeah, they, now they're uh, getting abused. We, we said this at the end of the uh, Astro series. Kevin Cash has asked those guys to throw so many bullets. They went... They only had to go two against Toronto, but they had to go five against the Yankees where they were throwing four to four innings a game at least. Like, no no starter went deep uh, besides maybe Charlie Morton against the Yankees. Yeah. Against the Astros, starters weren't going deep again besides Charlie Morton. So, like, those bullpen guys are gas. Like, that's what happens when you just – throwing these innings out and it's not a normal playoffs where you have game day game game day off game game day off it, it, the first three rounds it was game 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 it's just game after game and those guys just had to keep like they they had rubber they needed to have rubber arms but now and they're starting to fall apart a little bit they they keep going to the same like i don't think fairbanks or curtis like either one of those guys is like a top tier reliever they're going to like those guys so much when a guy like Yarborough hasn't uh, have has he pitched at all in the uh, last year? He started one of the he games. Started one of the games. He started, he started okay. He started one of the games, but you think that would be like your middle relief, like come I in think he after came in game one. Yeah, come in after Glasnow shits the bed guy, but instead you're getting Fairbanks, who has not been good. I think the entire playoffs, Fairbanks hasn't been good, and Curtis, who I think like barely deserves a spot in that like in the the praise of that bullpen. I think Curtis is not one of the guys you're praising at all. Um, and it seems like every time those guys are in, that's when the Dodgers strike is against a Fairbanks or against a Curtis mm-hmm. and not against those elite top tier raised relievers. Yeah. But even Anderson, Anderson, it got to Anderson now. So I think that that's a big part of it. Uh, that stat that I was looking up, by the way, I have had it for a little bit, but Ooh. I wanted to let everybody roll. Uh, Tyler Glasnow, who I think is great. Like his A plus stuff is great. His career postseason ERA is now six point five six, which is Ooh, not good. Better than um, Garrett Cole, my ass. Man, so Tony, you might want to move move from the Clayton Kershaw shits the bag club to the Tyler Glasnow shits the bag well, club. My whole thing with Glasnow is I I think everybody kind of shouts out pitching ninja. Everybody sees like the pitching ninja gifts of him throwing like crazy stuff his a plus stuff his a plus stuff is unbelievable he's it looks great it it gets people out but the fall off when he does not have his a plus stuff yeah he like his not a plus stuff is like a c is c that's the problem when you have two pitches do you think it's routine though 
No, Cause Joe. Because remember, remember he, he did pitch on two days rest, though. You think that may have messed up with him? I, with I, 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 don't, I don't think it's that, Joe. I, I, it, I think it comes down to when you're a two-pitch pitcher, if one pitch is a little bit off, they just sit on the other pitch, and that's what happens. You have if his curveball is off, they know it's fastball, and they can just sit gas. These are big leaguers. The, no matter how hard you throw it, they're gonna hit it if they know what's coming. Well, uh, I was gonna say what I think it is too. It's it's really like Glassdale's not an ace. He's just an ace on the Tampa Bay Rays staff. I don't think you look at him as a a top 10, top 15 pitcher in all of baseball. And that's what he's being tasked to do. So of course, like that's what separates like guys like Garrett Cole from guys like glass now. Cause when Garrett Cole doesn't have his a plus stuff anyway, he's going to muscle through it. Glass now is not going to do that. But you can also see when you have a lineup like the Dodgers and they are working those pitchers too. Oh yeah. You have to be mindful. I mean, like most of these starters are throwing 90 to hundred pitches and not even getting through the fifth inning. So you have to realize with that mentality, the Dodgers are are knowing that, okay, you're going to work the counts and be able to be productive and effective because you're either going to get on base or you're going to at least work seven to eight pitches in that at bat and get to their bullpen quicker, which has now been getting so much through their wear and tear. Right. Glasnow hasn't gotten five, hasn't gone five. Snell hasn't gone five. Charlie, no Morton, gone five. Charlie Morton, who's supposed to be the playoff savior for them, he went four and two thirds. Granted, he was a little better, and and Snell was fine too. He went like four and two thirds and only two Morton, runs. But Morton also shouldn't have gotten pulled when he got yeah. Pulled. But when you when you kept going, but when you're going four and two thirds, and I get it, the Tampa Bay Cash is Cash does not like to see the line let his pitchers see the lineup three times, yeah. and I, I get it, it's the whole analytics thing. The third time, the average jumps up to like three hundred to four hundred for each hitter. hitter. But when you're doing that, then what happens is the bullpen gets tired. And the bullpen is – you can't count on the bullpen to give you 12 to 15 outs a game, seven games in a row. You're not going to win that way. Yeah, even with the days off, you that, yeah. you can't win that way. I mean, even – Especially with the COVID World Series, too, because any other postseason, you'd have the off days to go fly over to the next stadium. But they're just these rapid-fire games, too, so – this probably would have worked out even better had it not been COVID World Series or COVID postseason, but just because of that, like I think Diego Castillo has pitched every single game. Yeah, the Rays. He's yeah. another guy. You, oh, he's always in there. He's the one guy, though. Like I don't think he's given up a run in the World Series yet. He might have given up a run against the he Astros. Against, he, yeah, I think so. Because there, I remember after one of them, it was like, oh, this is the first run he's given up. Yeah, but um, he he has been. That's the one guy that's been game. like spotless. He gave up a run last game. Um, But Steve, to your point, do you think it's almost comical that now that we get to the World Series, they're giving these off days in between after all of these other series, they were playing straight? I don't know why they – I don't know. I don't know why they weren't doing off days the whole time. I'm sorry. This is something we spoke about a few episodes back where this is just where the MLB shit the bet on this, though, where you look at the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs – Granted, there was no travel, but they accounted for what would have been the travel day. I think you have to account for that. All right, the three-game series, fine. You don't do it for that, though. Maybe for the five-game, you throw a day in there. But now they're doing in the yeah, seven-game what you would have anticipated to happen. You're playing in warm-weather stadiums and domes. What you, exactly. You're worried about November weather? Like, come on. That that's, I think it's less the yeah. weather, but more the mentality. It, it, it's more of the mental state of how they're preparing than it is for. No, 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 Joe. I'm, I'm saying like, it's stupid. The MLB's reasoning like, Oh, we don't want to go into hmm. November because of 
all right, they want to the, say they didn't want to go in November because of COVID, because of spikes. Like, all right, like the I get real reason is because they don't they don't want to compete with the NFL. Yeah, but, but guess what? Then you schedule off days around the fucking NFL. Right. Yeah. You, know? you schedule your Monday and Sun, Monday and Sunday off games. Uh, yeah. Off days. Yet they probably got better ratings on the Sunday night baseball last week than yeah, Sunday well, night football. The World Series has been getting great uh, great ratings in general. They beat the NBA Finals. I'm pretty sure. But uh, I just want to say, I feel if if the Dodgers go on to win this, Randy Rosarena is having one of the best playoffs for a hitter. I think he's got yeah. the most. Don't hits. forget Justin Turner. Most though. Hits, most Justin no, no, I'm Turner. Saying, I'm saying, but most hits, most home runs. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Randy he's what, 27 Rosarena, RBIs? 27. No, Hold on, I gotta interrupt this. Are you guys watching the Bears game? What? Hey, just <laughs> oh, shut up! No, but there's a pass right at like a would be interception, and, and he just, just swatted it, it down. down. And he, no, he swatted it up, and yeah. he just watched it go up. That was bad. Uh, anyway, let, let's go back to the fact, too, that Randy Rosarin is having an insane postseason, insane but he probably postseason. still will get taken maybe now first or second yeah. round, yeah. and he's still going to suck. <laughs> still going to suck, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, speaking of, can we talk about Tyler Glasnow's fucking lip tattoo? How have not, this, like, just got brought to what? my attention? Do you guys, <laughs> he has Google, a what now? Yo, right. there was an interview he did with Buster Olney. And nah, he showed it. He literally has a lip tattoo that says no juice. Apparently, Glass now is like a big rap fan. So he just gets stupid tattoos on purpose. And that was fucking one of them. Of course oh. it is. No. Well, Tyler oh, Glass um, Okay, that's interesting. I'm looking <laughs> at that now. Yeah. It, you know what must have happened? He must have, he must have been pitching really well. And then the tattoo just disintegrated and is now not there anymore so now he lost his juice power and now he just can't pitch anymore kevin cash was like can you can you pitch today and he's just he like, one does he have one on his so chest that says no regrets either and regrets is spelled wrong regrets, regrets. you know what i'm saying yeah. my not credo me. oh god underrated movie Speaking of movies, now's a good time to. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> my other podcast. Anyways, um, another. Uh, by the way, this is another reason why I keep saying seven games. Um, in the past forty years, the World Series has been tied two, 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 16 times. The team that won Game Five to take a three-two series won the World Series eight times, and the team that lost Game Five won the World Series eight times. Wow. So it's an even split. Uh, shouts out to at Ryan Fagan for that uh, for that stat. Um, yeah, so I keep saying seven games because even though I did go Dodgers in six, it would be nice. This has been a fun series to watch, so I, I wouldn't be opposed to a seven game series. Baseball yeah. can't end already. I, that would also, I, need to keep I can't watching. handle. That's, that's it too. A, I can't handle a Tampa Bay championship. Another one like. That city doesn't deserve oh, one on. champion. That city doesn't deserve. No, I'm no, saying that city doesn't. I'm saying Tampa in general. That city doesn't deserve one championship. The fact they might get a second, and the fact that they could get a third with the Buccaneers. Like, don't even. It's so Bose is also hard. coming at it from his like. I get it with being a Rangers fan and having the Lightning win it. So. Stupid Lightning. Rangers light. Yeah. Ning? Rangers. Rangers South. Yeah. yeah. That Rangers and Junior. and then if uh. If I have to hear about the the Sparky rate, like when they lost in 08, I was so happy. I can't have them win because I don't want the oh look, we did it with no payroll. Get get out of here, Dodgers. Just trounce them tomorrow night, so I don't have to worry about Game Seven. Guys, I I will say Game Seven. If we do get that, it would be Charlie Morton versus Walker Bueller. 
Which would be a great, uh, I will be betting great, the Rays that's if it's a Charlie matchup. Morton game seven. Yeah. Um, also, I know a real life Rays fan, so. No, those don't oh, exist. Yeah. There's one of them. There's those don't one. exist. I know the one. There's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> those don't exist. You, yeah. you, you go to surprised. Rays games. It's all Yankee fans. He that's lives in he, New York. That's because he lives here. So that's why he doesn't go to Rays games. My God. Actually, lives in Connecticut. Shout out to you, Ian. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, are we good on the 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 Rays and the Dodgers? Because we're probably yeah. going to record the a nice little bonus episode for you guys. Which so, will be re- probably shown before this episode. <laughs> it'll probably, because of how stupid I am, it'll probably show up in the feed before this one. So I apologize. <laughs> the Bears um, jersey is making him dumb. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, dumber than he, what he is. I was going to say, it's really the Bears jersey, dummy. Um, anyways, so let's From move on. one dummy on. to another. Let's move on to the NFL. Um, there, it, yesterday was unbelievable. Yesterday was such a good Ugh. football day. Not for gamblers, for somebody that was just watching games. Red Zone was on fire. I fucking loved it. The witching hour was crazy. That last half hour, like I, my TV kept, my TV was gonna break. How much it was quick, uh, switching back and forth. There was <laughs> at one point there was like a ten minute span where it might have been the greatest ten minutes of Red Zone ever where they were hopping through three of the games we're gonna cover. But let's go to yeah. one of the games that wasn't in that. 10 minute span that was also a good game uh the saints and the panthers saints panthers played yesterday what do you guys got on that uh i'll go first with this one um the panthers are i think better than everybody keeps giving them credit for i think the saints are not as good as what everybody expects now i will say the saints were down sanders and michael thomas i this must be the year from hell for michael thomas um, high ankle sprain. Then he punches his teammate out and gets uh, gets benched for a game. And now he's injured again. Like Michael Thomas is not having a good year so far. But the Saints they they pulled it out. Although I don't know I don't know if you guys saw the exact play I'm talking about. But Drew Brees on whether it was like third or third and one I think it was. He like jumped and he did the reach play on the end zone and the ball clearly didn't go over the line. And the Panthers knocked it out of his hand when he tucked it back. And they should have had a fumble recovery. I don't know what the fuck the refs were thinking, giving him a touchdown there. I don't know if it's just a Drew Brees call. That changed the game because it made it 14-3 rather than the Panthers getting the ball. But uh, the Saints, again, get the calls to benefit them. Aren't they supposed to review the touchdown? They did, and they still called and it a touchdown. They still called it? The announcers were like, oh, this is, this is a fumble and a pan- and Panthers ball. And then all of a sudden, my game cast was like, extra point kicked. And I was like, wait, what? So I had to like change – because I was watching on Red Zone. Because Red Zone was like, we'll come back to you when the, when the call's made. And I was for sure thinking that they were going to give the ball to the Panthers. It made no sense to me. Uh, Panthers were good, though. DJ Moore was great. He had, I think, five catches, 93 yards, but he had like – he had one bomb touchdown and one like another like uh, one of those little pop throw um, running across the quarterback touchdown. Yeah, the, yeah the, I think it was like seventy four yards. Was, yeah, was, this, it was a seventy four yard touchdown. It was great, and I don't know. I, I every time I watch the Saints, like I'm waiting for the wheels to kind of fall off with them. Uh, Drew Brees is, I don't think, the quarterback that he used to be. Curious to see what happens. Like I, I saw this stat about Alvin Kamara, where through six games he has 824 scrimmage yards right now. So you're looking 364 as a runner, 460 as a receiver, because you know 
they need him to get as many catches as possible. That is more than he's had through six games in the last three years, which I thought was, I, I get it because of what he's had to do in addition. Before that, it was 424, 725, and 649. So through six games at 824, I'm concerned just the wear and tear. Like he's been a affordable running back, but when is it going to get up to, he's at that point too, where, okay, because of the amount of production they ask from him, when is it going to start dying down? And then they need to use like Latavius Murray more. So I'm concerned. Oh, use Murray a bunch. I would say Murray's been running the ball a lot, but they may need to use him more depending on what happens with Thomas and with Sanders. What I was going to say, it's crazy that like, when you look at prop bets for the saints games, like Alvin Kamara, his catches is set at like seven and a half. Like, you don't even see number one receivers with prop bets set at seven and a half. Like I think Hopkins was like six and a half last night. Like, and he's a number one guy and he gets the target share the most in the car with the Cardinals. Like it's crazy when you have these running, when you have Camaro who's sitting there and the, the Vegas is basically like, yeah, he's got to have like eight to 10 catches a game because the saints just don't have anyone else to throw to. Yeah. It's, I- it's brutal. And the thing Here's the thing is, I think if they do have to start going to Murray more, they're in for a bit of a rude awakening because I don't think the the Murray Kamara backfield has the dynamic that the Murray uh, the the Kamara Peterson. Ingram no Kamara Ingram back backfield had a couple of years ago. Yeah, because Ingram was real thunder. Murray's Murray's good, but like Murray like, doesn't have the thunder punch that yeah. Ingram had. And I, I think that that's going to be a bit of a rude awakening because Murray's kind of like Kamara light almost where they, they kind of play similarly. So I, I don't think he has the ability to punch somebody in the face the way that Ingram used to, to actually get away from Kamara as much. So they need to really make sure that they don't get that kid Kamara hurt or they need to make sure that like it, they know what they, they, they basically have to, without me rambling and forgetting what I'm about to say, uh, they basically have to figure out what they're doing with Kamara and uh, Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm just going to stumble out of this one. Somebody must <laughs> go. I, I mean, Jesus they, Christ, they, I lost my mind. <laughs> they use, they use Murray enough. Like like this game, Alvin Kamara ran the ball 14 times. Latavius Murray ran the ball 11 and Latavius Murray, even at a catch, you know, uh-huh. like, of course, like Kamara is a lot better than Murray, and Murray is, and Ingram is better than what Murray is to the Saints now, but he's still good enough where he can take some of that burden off of Kamara and let Kamara come in or like take off a down or like be the early ba- uh, the early down back and then have Murray come in for third down, whenever when when need be. So I I think that their situation's fine. Obviously, where they're getting crushed is their wide receiver position, but. I feel like with the Saints, they get all these random guys. Like when Marquez Colston came out of Hofstra, like made a name for himself. Um, oh, there's another guy that I'm blanking on with them. But like Marquez Callaway Bucks. came in yesterday and had eight receptions for 75 yards. Like Traquan Smith always does his thing for no reason. This guy Deontay Harris pops up like out of nowhere whenever Michael Thomas or anybody else is out. So they they have all these random wide receivers that just like can plug in and even this Callaway guy like watching him he's like six four he's six five he's he's massive. Steven, I was gonna say I have a good uh, way to catch up on Frankie's thought. Uh, Frankie, I'm gonna pull a you. 
the Saints are the best four and two team in the league right now because the Ooh. only other four and two team is the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, I would even say the Colts are better than them. Uh, I don't know about that. The thing, uh, is, the thing with the Saints too. Maybe looking, if they do the same thing the Browns do. Looking ahead at their schedule, the Saints are have a nice schedule to look forward to because if you look at weeks eleven through fourteen, I, I saw an article where they were trying to say that they should be resting Drew Brees during a period of time during the season. And they're saying week 11 through week 14, because they play the Falcons twice. They play the mm. Broncos and the Eagles. So oh, I, I think if the, if the saints can get through the next couple of weeks though, there's enough where they can do. I think they need to focus less on Brees and more on Kamara because of the production that they're asking of him, if they're going to make a run, but that division, I mean, the Panthers is like to what you said earlier, Voza. The Panthers are not the team that we thought expect that we expected. Catherine might be back this week. So throw him into the mix with how Moore and Anderson are playing. They can win a couple more games. I, I, we'll see. The, that, they that have division, a shot at the wild card. Yeah, uh, that division can go so many different ways right now. I mean, if you have the Falcons, keep doing what they do. Um, there's a lot of extra wins on the table there. I think. I think the problem. Have the Panthers played the Bucks yet? That's the. Thing. I don't think so. They, so I they think still they, have, they got they got two with the Bucks left. Yeah, yeah. They That's still the problem. They played the Bucks once, so they still play the Bucks oh, once. All right, they one play more. the Chiefs and they play the Packers. That's uh, that's tough. Those those are the three pretty tough. And the Packers are in Green Bay. Yeah, those that's tough for the for in them. December. So it's going to be like that's rough. Fifteen degrees. Ah, yeah. uh, Teddy's used to that. He's got the. He was playing in Minnesota before the dome. Oh, that's true. Yeah, when they Teddy, played in uh, uh, University Teddy's, of Minnesota, was Teddy's he playing though, or was he hurt the entire time? No, no, no. That was like, oh, it was first when he was in college. Yeah, well, that no, I'm saying even his first season with the Vikings, I'm pretty sure they weren't um, in the dome yet. Yeah, wait, was well, he? You no, know, I mean, even at the dome, they had to go to Green Bay and they had to go to Chicago. True. So, wasn't he the quarterback when the Vikings kicker? I forgot what his name. Oh, uh, Blair Walsh. Yeah, he was that's great like the in that 16 game. Sixteen yard field goal. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so we're good on Saints Panthers. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's. Here's where shit got fucking <laughs> wild. And, uh, uh, there was three games, three games going on that in within a ten minute span, red zone was flipping back and forth between these three games. It was insanity. The three games were uh, the Lions and the Falcons. The Bengals and the Browns and the Steelers and the Titans. And like I said, it might've been the greatest 10 minutes of red zone I've ever seen in my life. It was insanity. Let's uh, hop off on probably the funniest game of the three, uh, the Lions and Atlanta. Um, what do you guys got on that <laughs> ooh, fucking ooh. shit show? <laughs> ooh. Do, do I owe Dan Quinn an apology? Yeah, I because, think you do. Because is it not? You is definitely it just, is do. Is it just the Falcons? Is it not Dan Quinn? Is it just the Falcons? I think Arthur Blank, Arthur Blank needs to sell the team. Shit. It's uh, Arthur Blank. It's him. I think it's the all only, him. The only he thing has that matters. going on the sideline before they yeah. actually win the game. Yeah. They so, win the game and then he goes down there. So Lions miss a field goal. Falcons don't do Falcons take the lead to make it 14 to 13. Lions come back in, kick another field goal, make it 16-14. Falcons drive all the way down the field, make the Lions use all three timeouts. One minute left in the game. They're on the 10-yard line. It's first and goal. All you need to do is take a knee. You don't even need to run the ball, honestly. Take the knee and set up your field goal. Uh, Take the knee and then spike the ball. That's all you have to do. I believe 
what um, if they did this properly, they would have had there would have been three seconds left on the clock. Right. Yeah. That's all they yeah. had to do. But instead, they give the ball to Todd Gurley, who <laughs> breaks through. And first of all, the Lions guys tried to tackle him. I, I don't know what they were doing, but then they realized, oh, just let him through. And then Todd Gurley does the dumbest. Let me try and stay. It's like he's thinking, oh, I need a touchdown. I need a touchdown. And then in the last second, you can just see the light bulb go on for him. And he tries to tiptoe, avoiding the goal line. And he just falls in like a, like a moron. He did so, like the FIFA dead fish celebration. So this is not the first time Todd Gurley scored when he wasn't supposed to. When he was with the Rams like two years ago, he did this. I forget who they were playing. But he ran in when he wasn't supposed to run in. He does this fucked, all the time. It fucked everything up. He's fucked betters before, too. I'm pretty sure he did it with the Rams where he didn't run a touchdown in. Yeah. And they he's... didn't cover because of it. And people went – like, he acts abs- – like, nobody was in his way. And it wasn't like a game where the where the score really mattered. It was like just – It for, wasn't to get just... three seconds on the clock. Yeah. To, no, to it was just betting purposes. And yeah. he just stopped at the two-yard line. And betters went absolutely crazy. Like yeah. – he is really bad at like deciding when to go in and when not to go in, but like, it's just, that's the Falcons. Don't get a touchdown and you win the game, score a touchdown. You lose the game because of it. Like that is so Atlanta Falcons. It's not even funny. I'd like to hear you say, I'm sorry, Dan Quinn. I am sorry, Dan Quinn for giving you full blame for the Falcons. I'm still giving you partial blame. But it is clear to me that this is a organizational issue because let, all right, let's give the Lions some credit too. They still had to go down the field with a minute left, no timeouts, and they scored on the last play of the game uh, with the touchdown pass to TJ Hawkinson. But which was a, an awesome play, by the way. Great play because uh, Stafford avoided the sack, and Hawkinson had the mind to run away from his two defenders, who the two linebackers were just like, "Oh, never mind, let me stop guarding him." But you, you got to feel bad for Atlanta fans. I, I'll continue to say this. I'd rather just be a shitty Jet fan with no hope of winning than just watching my team get ripped apart week by week after week. There was um a gra- uh, like a graphic. It was like showing the Falcons with three games. I think it was the Cowboys game. Oh, Joe, you have it. it Joe's <laughs> showing it right now, ladies and gentlemen, where it's the graphic of them against the Bears, Cowboys, and now this game where they had like a 99.6% chance in all three games. And it just dropped down to them losing. So this is why I wouldn't say you need to apologize about Dan Quinn because he lost games where he had a 99% chance of winning. At least this one, it was only 96% if you want to be. (laughs) But still, it's still atrocious. Oh, my God. I also, like, I do want to give some credits on the lines, like you said, Voza. I really love the lines. I'm, like, borderline upset that I made this bold claim with the Bears so early that I have to ride them because I really do love the Detroit Lions. The Lions have been team. good this year. They're they're three and three, right? Yeah. And they lost the game to the Bears that they shouldn't have lost. Yeah, that DeAndre Swift dropped the touchdown yeah. week one. That that makes them four and two. They lost to the Packers, who are a good team. And uh, who's their other loss? They've Why lost two in the division. Yeah, I think it, to the, it wasn't to the Vikings, was it? No, they lost to the Bears and the Packers. Those are both in the who's division. The thir- yeah, I who's forget the third who the third loss? team is. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah, while well, you guys do, so they did they, beat the Cardinals. It's the Cowboys, yeah, they beat, wasn't they it? Beat the Cardinals. Did they beat? Oh, they the lost to the Saints, who we were just. They lost to the Saints. So uh, they've yeah. lost to the Saints. They've lost to the Bears, which they probably should have won that game. And they've lost to the Packers, and they've beaten the Cardinals. They've won good games. They're I listen. 
they're they're a team you don't want to you. It's not like you're losing to the Jets or you're losing to the Cowboys or the Giants. Yeah, it's just it's a good team. And, and besides that loss to the Packers, where it was a blowout, they lost to the Bears by four points and the Saints right. by We're, six. So yeah, so it's Swift a it's a possession dropped, game. The Bear the the Saints game. It was six, but I'm pretty sure they were down. Well, there they jumped more. out to a 14 nothing lead, but then the Saints scored like 35 straight points, I think. That Bears then, game, they should, they never should have lost either. Because no, they should have lost Swift that. Lost that he yeah. uh, dropped that touchdown. Right. The so the Lions are a good team. Um, this game, I, I think, is – so on the flip side, this game was, I think, a little too close for them. So they, they probably should have won this game a little more handedly, which is why I was confused why they were underdogs against the Falcons. You – the Falcons should not be getting any points at this point. They should be underdogs in every game. I I, I don't get that. Yeah, but, but yeah, but what's going to happen is the Falcons are going to be underdogs in a game and then just like kill whatever whichever team they're playing. They'll light it up where yeah, they're going to win by like three touchdowns, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, what the fuck? Where was sure, this they're from?" They're playing the Jets or something. Yeah, I think they only did it because Atlanta was home too. So yeah. Also, man, I think the Lions are starting to figure it out. And I was saying it in the beginning of the season too. I feel like Matt Patricia hasn't had a healthy Matt Stafford his entire time as head coach. And now they have a healthy team. Kenny Galladay's back. I think uh, they finally, doing better. They finally fig- and him too. And they finally figured out their running back committee and to just stick it out with DeAndre Swift because they've been playing with AP. Swift, Johnson, AP, uh, Amir Abdullah in past years. Like oh just my God. all these random running backs. So I think I think they're going to figure yeah, it out. At some I agree, point. Steve. Maybe not, maybe not this year, but next year. I think they'll, but, they're, they're going to figure it out. Yeah, Steve, their receiving core is definitely more reliable this year than yeah. it has been, but there was always potential there. So now it's act, seeing the execution come into play is like, okay, we have a passing game and we're complementing it with a running game. Oh, that's mm-hmm. how we can win games now? So it, it is clicking like you've all mentioned. Blue Mac almost ripped off Jared Goff's arm. Yeah, it's pretty great. All right, so let's move on to one of the other chaotic finishes. Uh, the Bengals and the Browns. Joe was... fucking Burrow, baby. Unbelievable. Joe fucking Burrow? What are you, crazy? I Baker don't care. Fucking Mayfield. Look at Joe Burrow's stat line in that fucking game. If He needs to get his ass off the Look Cincinnati at Baker's. Bengals. Did you see his? I don't give a fuck Baker about Mayfield Baker. went 0, 0 for 5 with an interception in the first quarter and then proceeded to throw five touchdowns and then go – I think it was what like 21 for 22 without OBJ on the field. He killed it. That is literally because the he, Bengals he so, suck. Bengals so defense is poor. real quick. Real quick. Baker was unbelievable after the 0 for 5. But I think Joe He'll Burrow next game, but he was good. Joe Burrow is probably I, I I believe he was the first Bengals quarterback to ever throw for 400 yards in a game. So really Joe Burrow is that real? Despite, yeah, who else? Who yeah. else would have thrown for four hundred yards? Andy Dalton. Dalton. No, Carson not Andy Palmer. Dalton. Palmer. Carson Palmer, maybe. Not Palmer, yeah. Not Dalton. Not fucking uh, Boomer Esiason. None of those guys. First quarterback ever. He might have been rookie, but I'm pretty sure it was ever. Uh, he's been unbelievable, despite how bad the Bengals are. They need to be really upset when he too. when he doesn't win the rookie of the year. He don't he, say that. He don't needs to that. win rookie of the year. There's he's not. Really, there's yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yes, Ooh. there is. Justin is Herbert is. Oh, Herbert. Justin Herbert. He just got his look, first win. He stinks. Look at look at Justin Herbert's <laughs> stats. He hasn't <laughs> thrown less than 300 yards uh, passing in every single game since he's come. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Gotta, yeah, but the Chargers are a way better team than the fucking the Bengals. That's fine. I'm just telling you, Justin Herbert is gonna call. 
him and Joe, this will be a good offensive rookie of the year. Watch Justin Herbert's a problem. Justin Herbert had, if not as good, a better game than Joe Burrow this on Sunday against the Jaguars. Tyrod Taylor, if you're listening, please come back. We need you to take over. <laughs> Those at home, me and Diego's have Burrow as the offensive rookie of the year. So this is reason. Thank you. Hey, but, I have, but I have Herbert on every single fantasy team. But Burrow's third in passing yards. I know Herbert yes. got a late start to the season. So Burrow's still putting his name in good company. I think they, they need to protect him, though. Like four sacks, though. You got yeah. th- that's the concern on longevity. You, you, the offensive line needs to do a better job. I mean, to still throw 400 is impressive, but they they need to, going forward, really figure out how they're going to keep him in the game, but also make sure that he doesn't come out of the game for any of those reasons. Yeah. Joe Burrow's also so much cooler than I was at 23 love, years old. I love Joe Burrow. <laughs> but um, on the Brown side, so we're – I think Steve mentioned it. We're, like, on the graph now where Baker Mayfield plays well and now – Whoever they're playing next week is probably oh, gonna, the cycle. Probably yeah. going to shit on them, and he's going to suck. Who do they play uh, next, next week? week? Uh, Frankie's yeah, team, the Raiders. The Raiders. Oh, all right, let's go Raiders. I think that's, as a group, we should just throw all of our money. Throw all of your money. Browns are all of it on the Raiders. Browns are home. Odell okay. is Odell's gone for the season. Uh, towards Achilles, so that sucks for the. It was a. I thought it was ACL. I didn't know it was Achilles. Was ACL. Okay. Yeah, I heard it's ACL. ACL. An ACL. Yeah. Um, that sucks. That sucks for him. That sucks. Achilles for is worse. Fans. I feel. I was gonna say ACL. Yeah. He could come back from. I think Achilles, yeah, okay. especially the way he plays. I think he would be done for. So mm-hmm. it was ACL. All right. You see how so... long it took Kevin Durant to come back from his Achilles injury. Wow. That's not forever, who, that guy. That's because who wants to play for the Nets? The Nets. Oh, well, this but, is a skeleton too. So, <laughs> yes, but you, you feel you feel bad for OBJ. So that sucks. But uh, I, again, the Browns they beat. This is what they do. They they lose and then they beat on beat up on a shitty team like the Bengals. Like, and they mm-hmm. probably if if not for that great catch at the end, they would have lost this game again. To the Bengals. Bengals. The Bengals have been playing a lot of teams close too, which is also pretty shocking. They played the Browns. I don't close think it's that shocking. They I think the... their defense is that bad. Their offense is really good They're, though. Yeah. They, well, they, they should have a lot of the, weapons. They should have beat the the Chargers in Week One, or yeah, was, was that for the tie? Uh, I can't remember if that was the tie or. I think it was uh, for the tie. I don't remember. They tied the, the uh, Eagles. The, like, they're good. The they're Bengals fine. need to put it together on defense, though. I, yeah, I, they can't keep horrible. letting up 30 fucking points a game. No. But I think the, the problem with their offense, the only problem I think with their offense really is I don't think they have a good enough offensive line. It's like I forgot who was saying it. Uh, he got sacked. Joe Burrow got sacked like four times. Four. You can't have your rookie quarterback getting fucking crushed like that when he's trying to build chem- not only one build chemistry with the team but two when he could still he's throwing 400 he threw for 400 yards and he got crushed four times yeah Joe like, Mixon being hurt like, also uh, doesn't help it's like yeah Mixon hurt doesn't help it's like the Cowboys man because you got Dak and you have all those weapons but you have no one to protect Dak Burrow's got a, bu- a bunch of weapons with uh Auden Tate that's probably like the last person that I should have mentioned first, but AJ. Yeah, wait, Green. that's who. Yeah, who that's who you're gonna go. Boy, yeah. so wait, wait, Jesus. you're not gonna go. Yeah, yeah I think Tyler he's their wide receiver four. AJ Green, Higgins. T Higgins, Stephen, Gio Bernard, then Auden Tate, Stephen then Auden Tate. Tate. He dug deep into his dug, football knowledge I there. Deep. I did. <laughs> Stevie Foos, Michael Thomas. I, hey, I, I know. Two. I know Tyler Eifert's not on their team anymore, so. dude. That could have been a soccer Enough player knowledge. for all I knew when you said that guy's name. Who? 
Austin. What I, I don't even Austin know who you Austin Tate. <laughs> yeah, or it could have been a soccer team, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we're talking about the Bengals a lot. I want to talk a little bit about the Browns. I, I Somebody in our in our outline that we usually do before the podcast said that the Browns are a bad team. And I don't yes. think that they're a bad team. But what I will say is that there are two losses that they've had have been absolute blowouts to the Ravens in Baltimore and the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Real off their wins. They have five wins. Real off their wins. Two are against, uh, they're, the, they're two just against the Bengals. Division. They're probably really bad. Two are against the Bengals. One is against the Redskins. One's against the Cowboys. And the one and is one's against the Colts. So in that, I'll give them half a good win because well, I don't know if the Colts are going to Let's just say – would they beat Washington, who's you know first place in the NFC East? So you gotta oh, give true, some true, credit. True. All right, true, Joe, true. <laughs> yeah, wait, that was the Cowboys. No, they're tied for. Uh, they're not in first. The Eagles have the head yeah, game. That was Cowboys game with. That was Cowboys talk, with Dak. But talk about man, the put, put some later. more respect got, on the Browns. All right, like they got killed by the by the very very good teams in their division, and they're obviously not in that that upper echelon of those teams. But they're not a bad team. That's this is the Browns' biggest problem is that they have to deal with the Steelers and the Ravens. Yeah, I also think the biggest, and when the Steelers just like retooled out of nowhere. Yeah, but I think too this just kind of fell into like a perfect season for the Browns because the league is so top heavy that you have these juggernauts and then a big pile of shit, and the Browns might be the only team in the middle. So they the might Browns be the- to just beat up on them now. The well, Browns are a roller coaster the- right now because they're at that point where they're just getting at the top of the that roller coaster and they're coming down and they don't know if they're going to be excited for what's to come with this team or they're just going to shit their fucking pants. And that's, <laughs> and, and that's just been the Browns historically. So This is the remainder of their schedule. They get the Raiders, then the Texans, Eagles, Jags, Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, so that's a nice two wins at the end of the season, and then you the just Steelers. rattled off like five wins though. Yeah, they could right. They're only they losing to the Steelers and the Ravens again. Yeah, I think they're losing they to the Raiders, Raiders, and the Titans. Raiders, the Titans, Titans, Ravens, Steelers. They got four more losses in there at least, but it's the Browns. They're gonna piss away at least one of those games to the Eagles. Well, based on Jets, the order, Giants. based the on Jets, the order you said it, they'll lose the Eagles game. I don't know, man. They've shown that they can beat. They could beat the lesser teams, which they I, have not I, been able I bet to do you, that in the past I, at all. I bet you they be, lose to the Texans. I bet you they lose. To oh them. God, no! They to the Texans? Yes. I don't yeah. Yeah. They lose to the Texans. I was going to say that's is the that's, week after than the Raiders, right? Yeah. So I they're playing they the, Texans to the Texans at Texans, playing a Mac Houston. If they lose to the Texans, I'm out on the Browns. No, they're they're in Cleveland for that game. They're not in Houston. Oh, so it's back to back Cleveland. Okay, because they they have Raiders. They're playing home. Yeah, I I listen. If you, I'll. The Texans are going to win that game. Yeah, I. I I'll talk to you in two that. weeks. Yeah, no, I, that's fine. Let's uh, see. Let's see what we got. I, I'm not. I don't believe in the Browns. So we're going to believe that? in the Browns because of Odell injury too. That too. Yeah, you add that now, and now it's even more focus on. Let's Andrew. just put eight in the box, and Cream Hunt is going to have to run through eight or nine guys, and good luck, Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Well. Let's go. Uh, speaking of the Steelers, Steelers and Titans, the uh, the Steelers, the last undefeated oh. team in the NFL. Who the fuck would have thought that? They got so good out of nowhere. Steelers yeah, exactly. They out of nowhere. Like big, big. Well, no, because it was. I mean, granted, their starting quarterback, Big Ben, was out for the season last year, but. They, it's like they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick last year, and then they just like turned some light switch on. Yeah, 
And it's all all they were missing was the quarterback. They had like Mason Rudolph and uh, Duck Hodges. <laughs> was that his name? Oh God, <laughs> is he yeah. still on the team? Insane. Probably not. I don't know. Well, this was a tale of tales when we we're, we're all high on Claypool and dude, he disappeared. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Juju who goes nine, uh, nine receptions for 85 yards. So yeah, that I hurt mean, our credibility. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say hurt our credibility. No, I mean, everybody, everybody next was week? sucking off Chase Claypool. When, when mean, also, if you're the Titans, you're going to let Juju do what he's you, at that point. You're going to watch Claypool more than you are going to watch Juju. If you're the Titans and that game plan shows. So, you know what, though? I mean, Juju was thrown at 14 times, so it wasn't for how many times he was targeted. He, he caught 9 I of hate, 14. Like, I hated this fight. It's great when you when, think of the 9 receptions, but 14 targets, like... When Juju does this, uh, like, next week, then we could start talking about how we were way too low on Juju. Yeah. And how he needs to string a couple of games like this together for us to be like, oh, Juju's legit. Sorry, we fucked up. Because now this will be the one game where he shows up and then we won't see him again till fucking Christmas. If he shows up in the divisional game against the Ravens, I agree with that, Frankie. Yeah. So we'll, oh, we'll this is all oh, right. They're playing the Ravens this year. Yeah. Here comes a goose egg from Juju. Yeah. Like I, I think the Ravens are just going to bully him into not existing, and then Claypool is going to have to show up. Also, um, the Steelers might have the easiest schedule in the league. Have you guys noticed that? Their wins are against the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles, and the Browns. And then they got the good Titans win. But those other five teams are shit. And oh, the, man. The Broncos are Broncos. I, I wouldn't say Broncos are shit. Steve, that's, oh, what, we're, Steve, that's then, what we're talking about. And then besides the Ravens games that they play later in the season, they play the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Redskins. <laughs> Washington football team. Stop saying that. All right, football team. They play that football team. Uh, they play the Bengals twice, the Browns again. Like that. I mean, anyone in the NFC East should play. You have to realize when you play that's an crazy. NFC East team right now, that's potentially the winner of the NFC East. So you got to take all those games like to the fullest. <laughs> A lot of first place play, uh, teams in that division. <laughs> now that's when those NFC East teams uh, rest all of their players because they know that they're not going to touch the Steelers. So then they could save up for their divisional games when they. You say the rest, we say injured. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this game was weird. I don't know, just game script-wise. The Steelers had a 24-7 lead at the half, and then the Titans shut them out in the second half pretty much, 17-3, and then Steven fucking Guskowski missed a goddamn tying field goal, sending the game to overtime, He's and to push the six. over, Yo, asshole. Six field goals he's missed? This year? That I was... don't know, man, but fuck the Titans. It's fifth, at least five, definitely – Definitely five, maybe six. I think I think that was his first miss since week one. But that's no how I know, though, the Titans just wanted to piss off everyone. Or maybe since week two. Voza bet the over. His got fucked. I bet the Titans that got fucked by that field goal. So everyone was fucked. Well, if we're going to talk about fucked, do we, we'll, we'll probably talk about it yeah, later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later because yeah, yeah, I didn't I'll mention it during one. the Brown segment. But. That was what I think your face was for, right? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but I, I – the. Because Big Ben, the Steelers went down. They were, like, on the 20-yard line with, like, two and a half minutes left, and Big Ben throws a pick. So there goes the fucking over on that one. And then the Steel, the Titans come all the way down the field. You think it's gonna they're going to tie the game? Because I was rooting for the Titans because I, I want to see uh, Vrabel do well. And then they get down to, like, the 15, and then it's, like, holding, sack, three-yard loss. And it's, like, just run Which, the ball with Derrick Henry four but, times. Uh, by the way, real quick on that. Do you think that, like, the, the holding and that shit – so, Vrabel's obviously been 
like it's been noticeable how Vrabel like fucks with the rules to yeah. kind of get time to run out and does what he does. Do you think that maybe was him like backfiring on his own plan? Like, no, trying- because because he was going the holding calls came on plays where they were trying to go for the end zone and uh and win the game, not send it to overtime because they got down to the, like the 25 or the 50 or the 20 or the 15 whatever it was with like 25 30 seconds left. So they had a few shots to the end zone to take to win the game. So I, I don't think it was Rabel trying to fuck with the with with the rules. Gotcha. Yeah, because like I said, this was all on red zone, jumping back and forth. So I really wasn't I I, I wasn't paying attention until like Goskowski came out to that game because the other two games were like I said, it was insanity. This was probably the most tame of the three, and even this was wild the outcome. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't sure if maybe that was the Vrabel tinkering with stuff or no, it, was... it was just it was just bad 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 plays right in a, in a row i think uh, they, yeah i got you because yeah should have just that does know. seem like something oh yeah get holding so that way this stops or this goes yeah. or this whatever and then when it's fourth down we're just gonna punch it in with derrick henry mm-hmm. and frankie gostowski like... um that was his sixth miss he missed three against denver in week one, two against Houston, the Texans last week. Oh, last week. I thought last week he missed two. And oh, that was shit. what we were talking about, like that made it so close. And then he missed that one at Pittsburgh. So he's missed six in six games. Not great, Bob. Not great. Not at all. That's why he's not on the Pats anymore. Oh, well, we'll talk about them too. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, imagine those three games all going on. Uh, and – we also didn't cover the fucking dime that Baker threw, by the way, in that last uh, game. To win the game. To win yeah. the game, that was a fucking dime. And then we'll get to what happened after that. Uh, so let's move on to the night game. The Seahawks and the Cardinals played. And another great game. Uh, maybe a Hall of Fame caliber highlight came out of this game. And somebody's dancing on screen, so I'm about to mute him and let everybody else talk first. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> what do you guys? What do you guys got on the night game besides DK Metcalf is a fucking bad motherfucker. I have Anybody? no thoughts. I feel like the Seahawks are just—they're just. I'm gonna say it: the Seahawks are frauds. Ooh. I mean, when you have Wilson, they put so- up—they put up seven points in the second half, man. Like, I- I'm all for like Russell Wilson being a great player, and he should. He should win an MVP at some point. The fact that he hasn't received a vote yet in his career is kind of insane. Uh, and I think he's having a really good season. But you saw what happened when Chris Carson got hurt and they he tried to shoulder too much of the load. And when your team lets up as many points as his team did, you have to start looking at the defense. And it's going to be another Cowboys-Dak situation when Dak is putting up these ridiculous numbers and sometimes they don't win. And, I mean, they, they've gone undefeated up to this point. But uh, – until the defense figures out what they are. I know Jamal Adams is out, so obviously he'll add an added dimension to it. I just don't think the Seahawks are going to go anywhere. If Wilson gets MVP, he needs to give part of that to Lockett, especially after this game. When Yo. you have 50 passes and 20 target, 20 targets to Lockett, 15 catches, 200 yards, three touchdowns. It's... I mean, I, I, what's so unique about Lockett is that 
I know from like a fantasy football perspective, I was always like, he's got, he's got to do well eventually. Like he was their kick returner. And then once Doug Baldwin left, like Lockett ended up being what they thought he was going to be. But agree, Steve, like once you see with Carson out though, like they just got exposed. I still think with Seattle, like it, it's a mental thing when I say this, because you know how a few years back when they were starting to be like relevant, and they had the whole thing about the 12th man, they had the whole flag and the crowd and everything. I think part of it, I think when it comes to fans, they are the team that has now missed it the most, especially for home games. And and I, I don't know, I, I think that, that at first I was like, maybe not because they're doing well without the fans. But I mean, it's so crazy with the Seahawks game, you tune in on a game, whether they're winning or losing, you know crazy shit's gonna happen in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Dude, I went to a game at that stadium two years ago. I have never been to a louder stadium. It is insane how, how loud it gets. And the, you don't even notice it, but, like, the way that their stadium is made is that both end zone, like, areas, spaces are open, but then their roof comes over the top of the stadium just about. So all the sound from the sidelines just bumps off of that top part of the roof and just comes straight down the field. The exposure on the play calling too, like you, you lose that added impact on the, on the fans perspective, like the, the, there's more insight and there's a lot more trickery that you need to do in order to outsmart your opponents. Now. I'm going to add one thing and then let Voza go on his happy little spiel. Uh, this win could not have come at a worse time. The Cardinals have a bye week next week. Oh, no, no, no. Au contraire, mi amor. This is the best time for the Arizona Cardinals to get this win because whoever they played next week would have been the biggest letdown spot ever for the Cardinals. They <laughs> fully would have shit the bed and came out way too hot because they're only half a game back now for the division. Yeah. They're winning this division. They're now uh, – Kyler Murray went 34-48 three touchdowns and a pick for 360 yards plus 67 rushing yards and another rushing touchdown to add on top of that. He is back in the MVP category. No, he's not. Yes, he is. (laughs) Uh, But so the Cardinals, but for seriously, the Cardinals were like, I thought they were kind of dead at the beginning of this game. I actually didn't think that they, I thought they were going to keep it close, but I didn't think they were ready for this kind of prime time against Russell Wilson. Cause Russell Wilson like always turns it on like another notch when it comes to prime time. And I haven't, we haven't seen the Cardinals in prime time yet besides that Cowboys game. And honestly, the Cardinals didn't really have to try in that game. So, and they didn't look too great against the Cowboys on Monday night, but they came out tonight. And I think every, I think Kyler Murray kind of was, I don't want to say trying to redeem himself, but even in that Cowboys game, he didn't throw the ball great. Like he was like nine of 21. Uh, His completion percentage was horrible in that game. This game, he came out. And he was just like, he was all over his teammates. There was one play where I think really was the turning point where they had a screen lined up to DeAndre Hopkins with two tight ends uh, in front of him. And the, the, I think it was Bobby Wagner got around both those guys to tackle Hopkins for a loss. And Kyler Murray went off on the sideline on his teammates and he went, he was just screaming and yelling at everybody, like, get your shit together. Like, we're winning this fucking game. And it took a little help from Russell Wilson throwing a couple picks in the end. But Zane Gonzalez missed the field goal, too, at the end of the game. The Cardinals put together a very good game. I think their defense is still going to be a little bit of a problem for them. 
but uh, they they look great today. They looked great last night. DeAndre Hopkins still a fucking baller. Ten catches, 103 yards, another touchdown. Chase Edmonds is a great receiver. He's gonna have to run the ball now because Fordham. How, yeah, Fordham boy. I don't know how bad the Kenyon Drake injury is gonna be, but you know, the best running back on that team is Kyler Murray anyway. So it, it it hurts losing Drake because he's a weapon. I think Chase Edmonds is gonna step up, and you don't get the super drop off that you would um, normally. Cardinals. Again, I will say this bye week comes at a good time. You don't want the letdown. I think they can go into this week, celebrate the fact that they just beat a big division opponent, and they can come back refreshed, ready for the next week after the bye. This shows you timing is everything, because imagine if this injury happened last week with Le'Veon. Like, the Cardinals would have considered uh, going for it, I think. Been. Um, can we talk about the play, though? That Frankie, do you want Do you want to talk about it? it I Literally, the only thing I, I have to say about it is it's a Hall of Fame caliber highlight. If you have not seen the DK Metcalf play that we're talking about, one, where have you been? But two, get on whatever you got, your phone, get on your computer, type in DK Metcalf, M-E-T-C-A-L-F, and it'll be the first thing that pops up. It is incredible. You what saw what he, Baker said about it? No, I didn't. What What did Baker say? <laughs> Baker's response with it, he was like, DK hawked my ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you look at it too, at one point you thought he was, you know how like sometimes when you're running and like you have somebody behind you, you want to like swat them. I think he was looking to do that if you watch the play again. But then once he saw it was DK, he was like, uh-oh. He was gonna fucking get me. Like, there's there's no chance. Well, that was a big play at the time for the Seahawks. So they, they got nothing out of it. They, they got they nothing. They got they, Real, no, they got no points. Fourth. Real quick, like, we we keep talking about it. Does anybody want to describe what happened? All right. So I, 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 I got I, this. Hall of Fame highlight. So uh, Russell Wilson had a wide open touchdown to Chris Carson, and he kind of floated the ball a little too much. Uh, this, they were on like the five yard line. And Buda yeah. Baker comes in and picks this ball. And it should have been the easiest pick Buda, six. Buda Baker, by the way, super underrated. No, I, don't, I don't think he's super underrated. He's the highest He's also paid, very, very fast. Highest paid too. safety. Uh, is he the highest paid? Yeah, he's, he's really the highest fast. paid safety. I must have missed the contract. Uh, so Buda Baker picks this ball off, and he starts sprinting for the end zone. And he's just running by Russell Wilson, running by the lineman. And all of a sudden, you just see DK, DK Metcalf, Metcalf come is, sprinting out of nowhere, who at the start of the play was flat-footed, maybe 10 yards behind he was in, Baker, the end zone. in the end zone. And this man catches him and throws Buda Baker's ass down. Which DK Metcalf, by the way, no exaggeration, is probably seven foot five, 450 pounds. Built like a monster. <laughs> Light no exaggeration. exaggeration. No, no exaggeration. <laughs> no exaggeration. And, he's he's that huge. 7'4". He, so he, he saves the touchdown, and he, in the end, he saves all the points because yeah. Arizona goes for it on fourth down. If the Seahawks won this game, that was the play of the game. Like, they yeah. were uh, – who was calling that was the a game? Was it Collinsworth and Al Michaels? Collinsworth. Collinsworth was saying, if the Seahawks win the Super Bowl, this is going to be the, the highlight. That, like, this is the – I don't really think it's a turning point because it's not like – the Seahawks are like two and three or anything. Yeah, it's not but like it's like turning this that, season. Around. But he is right. That would have been a highlight video for the Super Bowl tape if they were to win the Super Bowl. It's I'm telling you, it's a Hall of Fame caliber highlight for somebody that's that big. Who he's realistically what? I think he's six. I think he's six six two fifty yeah. all muscle. Yeah, or maybe like 260, 270 all muscle. 
and for him to chase somebody down, he hit 22.64 miles an hour in his sprint. That he was striding. Like think of somebody that big moving that fast at you. That that's nightmarish. Somebody Mm -hmm. that big coming at you like that. Two things on that sequence. Um, I forgot my first one I was going to say, so I'm going to go to my second one. If you're the if you're the Cardinals on that, do you go for the fourth? Do you go for the points well. then? Well. Like, I was surprised that they went for the touchdown. I would have thought that they would have gone for the points. Um, the first thing I was going to mention that I want to see after that play, him versus Tyreek Hill, just sprint and just see who 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 is the faster man. So real quick, on Daniel the, Jones, the twenty two point six four miles per hour. If you guys remember, was it? It was either last year or the year before. Um, somebody caught a ball and Tyreek Hill sprinted to catch up with them. It was somebody on his team. Tyreek Hill oh, was, sprinted um, to catch up with them. It was yeah. Michael Hartman. Michael, yeah. yeah, and he, he passed them. Yeah, he like yeah. passed them and tapped them on the back. Where like everybody was afraid <laughs> that the guy was going to drop the ball because he thought it was a defender. But Tyreek Hill on that play, which was insane at the time, they say his top speed was twenty two point six four miles an hour. Tyreek Hill oh. is not. Yeah, he's a small guy. He's yeah. not big like DK Metcalf. So you're talking about the fastest player in the league might be a guy that's twice the size of the fastest player in the league. Can we also talk about the fact that as DK was sprinting, maybe at about the 35, 40 yard line of the Seahawks, he almost got destroyed, like blindside destroyed before he, once he got past him, that's when he knew, all right, I'm out in the open. I can really get him. But he got to top speed, and it was probably like an inch or two that that blocker didn't like get thrown into DK. That would have been a. I'm glad that didn't happen because that would have been really, DK really DK would have sent his ass flying. If I'm that blocker, I'm pulling up. Fuck that. <laughs> that. It's like getting dunked down in basketball. Get lost. <laughs> not trying to get dunked down by LeBron. I feel like at one point his strides were going at like five yards. Like every stride he made was like five <laughs> yards because yeah. how quickly he was covering ground. Ran like a gazelle. All right. So that that's enough about that game. Bose is happy that the Cardinals won. Oh, yeah, and the Bears game. are getting their asses kicked right now. Everybody, that gasp by Tony before while we were talking was because Nick Foles threw a pick in the end zone. Well, one, one, one thing to, to mention on this, though, I think, Bozo, you were saying it. I don't know if it was on here or just on the side conversation, how with the MVP, Kyler, I think, was like top five. What, how are you all feeling with the impact when you have Russell Wilson who threw for the three interceptions, you have Kyler Murray who does better. Like, do you think this is a better, do do you think that this just impacts Wilson more negatively or impacts Murray more positively because of this? Um, Wilson, Wilson more negatively. I don't think Murray's in the conversation yet. It's hard to say Joe, just because I, listen, I love Murray and I hope I would love if he won the MVP because it would look, make me look like a genius, but it's ultimately going to go to probably like the, Aaron Rodgers. No, not Aaron Rodgers. Cause Mahomes, it would go got to a Mahomes, chance. Russell it's... Wilson, Josh Allen. Cause they're the ones getting the passing yards and the passing touchdowns. Um, You're not Murray, even going to put Aaron Rodgers in that, in that discussion. No, I think it's about running touchdowns. You too. have I mean, to, you're going to have it's Murray. who's going to rush. No, but the problem is Joe, they don't, Besides Lamar last year, I feel like the rushing, they usually try not to take that into account because they're like, oh, oh, quarterback's supposed to pass the ball. The only time they take it into account, I think, is when it's so outlandish that you have to. Yeah. So, like, if it's 
if you have 20 throwing touchdowns and 20 like rushing touchdowns, which obviously I don't think right. ever going to Listen, happen. Kyler's running the ball, but like he, Russell Wilson ran for more yards than Kyler last night in half the rushes too. So it, I, I think it, I think it did impact Wilson more negatively because of the three picks. Because uh, Kyler Murray, you know, he's got he had the game against the Cowboys where he didn't throw very well. Um, so I think Kyler Murray would kind of need a lot of people to like to have those kinds of games for him to get into yeah. the conversation. Like Josh Allen has single handedly took himself out of the conversation based on <laughs> these last couple of games. Like he was in there because he had the passing yards, he had the passing touchdowns, he had the rushing two to add on top of it. But he wasn't good against the Jets, wasn't good against the Titans. So he's taking himself out of it. So I think really right now it's down to Wilson and Mahomes and any bad game is going to get magnified in the MVP race. Yeah. And also to the, sorry, the the trajectory of the game too. Like it's not like Wilson just placed like his bad play in different spots of the game. Like they scored seven points in the second half. Like they played like shit. Yeah. He looked horrible and they let the Cardinals back in. That's how they lost. It's kind of an opposite of the game against the Vikings where he played like shit in the first half and like did really well in the second half. I also yeah. think the Carson injury is going to be more impactful than the Drake injury. For sure. All right. Definitely. Bears are so, done. 24-3. That'll do Woo-hoo. it for... Bear yeah. down. Where are you, Tony? <laughs> Bear down, Chicago Bears. Well, Where are you? I'm going to click that. Song. That was clean. Uh, you know the Bears are still going to be 5-2, and two, right? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, sucks. it doesn't matter because now we're moving on to the quick hitters and what we really want to talk about. Hey, Tony, what happened with uh, Danucci Nation? Oh, yeah. So I'm not going to go on too big of a spiel just because I think I'm just I don't care anymore. I can't can't invest emotionally <laughs> in the Cowboys. But I want to point out a few things. His name is Ben Danucci, not Bob. I kept flip flopping in the last podcast. Danucci. Ben Danucci. Uh, fun little fact about Ben. Uh, Mike McCarthy's brother was Ben's eighth grade basketball coach. So they, for some reason, kind of knew each other way back when. But uh, fuck Andy Dalton. I really hope Ben DiNucci starts just to see if we could catch lightning in a bottle. Because, again, six wins probably wins this division. Which leads me to my next point that I finally decided to Google what the worst division ever was. And it was the 2008 NFC West. They went at combined 22 and 42. But the Cardinals still won fucking nine games that year. So – I don't think there's any way that this division doesn't end up the worst division. Of what all. are we at right now? Eight wins total? Uh, Two each? Yeah. So, yeah. Or is there a one win? The Giants, have, Giants only Giants have one. one so yeah. we're at seven. They, yeah. so How would you count the tie? Through, it does, count it as a win. It doesn't even matter. Through, doesn't matter. Through, through week seven, this is, there's, this is the first time in NFL history that a division hasn't had a team with at least three wins. Jesus yeah. Christ. And honestly, I mean, it, it's – just sad to watch because the NFC East usually not that there's ever like, you know, these 11, 12 win like teams coming out of it every year, but they always like pride themselves on like the eight, nine, 10 win division that there's like three teams fighting for first place. And now we're all just fighting for, Hey man, we got four teams fighting for first place now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, that's really it. The team we, we really need a, like an inter an NFC East, uh, div- like divisional game tie. Like I, I need. Oh, there I need needs Eagles. to be one more. I need the Eagles to tie a team again. So yeah. Tony, I had one question for you because I, I saw it on a lot of the shows today. Like, what do you think about the Cowboys not like when Dalton got 
destroyed by Bostic, not a single player going to like stick up for their quarterback. Yeah, I don't know if that was like more at Dalton or just the team is just so disinterested in the thing. Because I feel like if that had happened to Dak, the team would have been all over him, even with everything going on. So I just I don't know if they're just not invested in Dalton or what it was, but someone needed to do something there. That that was pretty blatant. Yeah. Okay. Hit, so just because I, I saw a lot of people calling out like Cowboys teammates for that bullshit. Yeah, I think someone should have probably like put that on them but here's the problem too like the one thing that the cowboys are now missing is even when they were playing poorly everything Dak is the le- well yeah but in terms of leadership Dak is the leader on that team like clearly far none so without him like elliot's a great running back still in my opinion but he's not a leader like amari cooper great wide receiver not a leader like none of these guys have that personality to like get in the even like jason Witten's still on the cowboys that play does not like go like that. Like something's happening after that play, but oh, yeah. we don't Jason have Whitten's any. getting in a fist fight. Yeah. But we don't have any of those guys now, even like the, the big horses on the offensive line, all of them are hurt. Who's going after these guys. Yeah. So you're going to have to rely on like a guy on defense to like turn around and do something, but they can't tackle anyway. So how are they going to hurt someone? <laughs> uh, last thing I want to say, uh, we shit on him last week, but congratulations to Ron Rivera for beating cancer. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ron Rivera. One thing I want to note for the Cowboys game too, I don't know why my mind went here and I think Frankie will appreciate this the most. And maybe some of our listeners that have seen this movie, but when I heard the name Ben DiNucci, my mind went straight to Inglorious Bastards and <laughs> the scene where <laughs> they all take on Italian Dominic names. Coco. <laughs> yeah, I, I just picture him going Dominic DeCoco and then after Dominic DeCoco goes Ben DiNucci. <laughs> well, to keep it on movies real quick and to plug the other podcast, shouts out, I'll do that at the end. Uh, I keep laughing at DiNucci because it just reminds me of Jay and Silent Bob, Snooch to the Nooch. <laughs> Nooch Nation, baby. God. <laughs> But, all right, let's get a let's get the fuck away from the Cowboys and go to another terrible team. Boza, how the Jets doing? Not great. Listen, honestly, I, I'm sorry. They did wonderful. They did wonderful in losing, which there they should have done. Take there the was Tony a, route. Don't put a, the, don't, don't put so much uh, emotional. The, no, that's impossible. I'm gonna put emotional. Emotional. emotional the first half of the game, I it, this is what sucks. Is I I hate rooting for the Jets. Uh, rooting against the Jets. I hate rooting for them sometimes too. But. Because, like, the first half, they look like a good team. They look like a respectable team. Like, they were playing well on defense. Denzel Mims uh, came back. His first game of the season. Darnold came back. Mims' first game of the season. Looked good in the first half. P. Ryan looked good in the first half. Gets his first touchdown. Literally doing exactly what I was saying last week, where it's, hey, um, we're a bad team. Let's see what our rookies can do. Let's see what these young guys can do. Let's give them the ball. So, like, they were doing that in the first half. And they went into the first half with the lead. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, here we go. I better not win this game. They come out in the second half. And they do exactly the opposite. <laughs> Four total fucking yards of offense in the second half of football. Denzel God. Mims gets one target in the second half. He had all his catches in the first half. P. Ryan gets one carry in the second half. And they get four total yards of offense. And after the game, I love Adam Gase. Oh, uh, Dolins was play calling. So, like, so. Pass the buck, baby. Pass it on, Adam Gase. Just being a shit. Keep being a shitty coach. That's who you are. And even Sam Darnold, like, he's normally, um, he'll critique himself, like, all the time, which is what one of the things I like about him. 
he was pissed off in the in the presser. He's like, we need to make better adjustments. Like our adjustments in the second half are always shit. And he's right. We can't. Out, we, when another team makes adjustments against us, we have zero idea how to make adjustments back. Jets continue to suck. They lose this game against the Bills. Thank God. Uh, 0-7 now. 0-16 is on the way. Trevor Lawrence, I hope you're ready to be a Jet. Would have crushed a lot of survivor hopes. if the Bills yeah, Dude, I was about to bring that up. I, I feel I like every single week of survivor now is people checking, all right, who do the Jets play this week? All right, I'm going to take them. And then if they don't have them, it's like the hardest pick in the world. It's like Jets or bust. Yeah. Or yeah, it, was, it was bad. It was bad, but in the end, we lost, which is what we should have done. I just hate losing in that fashion where you show something good and then you just absolutely do the opposite of that. Welcome to Cowboy Nation. Speaking of glimmers of hope, Tom Brady fucking rules, and I don't want to hear any slander. He's he's unbelievable. He is, I think, since week three, he's first in – First in touchdowns, first in uh, touchdown to interception ratio, and he's tied for fourth in yardage uh, because we all know that he is a system quarterback and he's too old mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all that shit. So go fuck yourselves. Tom Brady rules. Gronk was back this week. Too. Still think he's a great and, system quarterback. But wait, but wait, Frankie, what's the flip side of that flip side? Is that my – unfortunately, my uh, Las Vegas Raiders – no, are, no, 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 no. Are now the best. No, no, no. The, ne- the next. The next team up. that. Oh, no, the, no, no. Hold on. I'm not done. Let me just. Oh, talk. you're still. No, you're still... come on. No, 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 no. Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Wait, let's do the flip side of the flip side. We got to kick on. you off the horse while you're up there. Las Vegas Raiders are now the best three and three team in the league because I think only the Dolphins are also three and three. So the Vegas Raiders are still better than the Dolphins. Anyways. No way. Two of Dolphins. Fuck the Dolphins. The two of Dolphins. Anyway. Two of on the flip side of things. Wait, wait, wait. Before you Pan- say that, Lions are also three and three. Oh, Lions are the best three and three team. <laughs> they, no, so Raiders might oh. be the worst three. Let three. Frankie say that his team sucks, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. Go, Frankie. The say it. New, all right. <laughs> the New England Patriots are fucking terrible. Horrendous. Ooh. After losing to the, the Broncos the way they did and the dog shit, ter- like not even fully staffed 49ers who we all said we're going to have a fucking miserable fall off year. Are the I am, I am officially panicking. Yeah. They don't, because... they don't get it. Tony. Frank, sorry guys. The bears just went for it. on fourth and two on their 33. Uh, <laughs> and they got stuffed bad, but they pitched, they pitched it. They pitched it to quarter Patterson, you know, the wide receiver playing running back instead of David Montgomery. I'm so sorry, Frankie, that we keep interrupting it, you, but I, I got I, I really – this is fucking – It's okay when you interrupt about your Cowboys, but the fact that you're interrupting for the shitty Bears that you're not even a fan of is you, you preposterous. Think that, you think the Cowboys are good? You said they're the shitty down. Bears. So what, <laughs> what are the Cowboys? Yeah, Frankie – They're shitty me. too. They're just as shitty. I think I want Frankie off of my presidential campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is yeah, fully he on Frankie. He may have fucked it up for you. I know I'm on it. All my bad patch juju just got transferred to the Bears. Yeah, all right, wait, wait, all right. So let's get back to that. Go ahead. Keep saying it, Frankie. <laughs> all right. So here's my thing with the Pats. After the way, all right, Cam didn't look like a world beater for the first couple of weeks. Then all of a sudden, everybody thought, oh, shit, Cam actually looks good. Like he's throwing the ball well. He's running the ball well. Like Cam might actually be doing something. Then he gets COVID. 
and not to like pass the blame onto something, but it is kind of weird that him coming back from the COVID thing has been the complete 180. Like, I don't think it's because of COVID. I think it's because he missed basically two weeks of practice. That's really fucking turned him on his head where he stinks. On top of that, our defense, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen the Pats defense look this bad. Like there's been games where it's okay, but week in and week out, it seems like something's missing. Our secondary is terrible when we have one of the best secondaries in the league for the last 150 years. Um, our offensive line is terrible. And I don't know if that's um, because of guys being hurt. Like, I don't, I don't think it's an injury thing. I don't think like guys are not playing at a hundred percent. I think it might be because they're not cam guys. They're, they're all Brady guys. That might be part of it. Um, I don't know if it, I, the one person I don't really blame, I don't blame Belichick um, mostly because if you look Can't at blame Belichick, if you look at who is on the defense, like that's not really the thing. And then if you look at the offense, that's Josh McDaniels. Josh, like This is supposed to be his wet dream. He's got his mobile quarterback. And now just nothing's going right. The play calling's terrible. Like unless we run a stupid fake, it seems like nothing gets done. It's fucking three and out every single time. It it, it switches to that like through the Pats game. I can't even watch full Pats games because I need to watch on Red Zone. And then I realize, oh, I haven't watched the Pats game in twenty five minutes because it's three and out or the fucking the forty nine ers scoring. So the Pats are not good, and I am devastated. Um, hey Frank, I don't mean to you, give you a way out, but is didn't like seven or eight. Pats players opt out due to COVID. Yeah. And six of those guys are on defense. Yeah. And most of them are secondary. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady opted his way right into Tampa Bay. Well, again, I think we should all put a little respect on Tom's name. He's going to play until he's 50 probably. Yeah. And he's going to be great the whole time. So you could all eat my ass. Anyways, uh, we were talking earlier about the uh, rookie of the year, the other rookie of the year candidate, offensive rookie of the year candidate, Justin Herbert. It was looking a little iffy, not because of his play, the game, the, uh, the chargers and the Jaguars was looking a little iffy. It seemed like the Jaguars might've finally figured some stuff out and until they did not Shut up. You know, it'd be fun. Hey Joe, tell me why Justin Herbert's going to win the rookie of the year. Oh, I had the stats lined up too. Tony, do you have that as well? I just want to hear him. Why is Herbert going to win? Yep. He's not going to win because Tyrod Taylor's coming back. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, Justin Herbert, let me hear. These are the stats. Side yeah, I do, I do want to hear this because All right. I still think so it's Burrow. We have four games for Herbert versus six games for Burrow. Passing yards, Burrow's got 2,000 yards. Herbert's got 1,500. And this two games last. 12 touchdowns for Herbert, nine for Burrow. Three picks for uh, Herbert, five for um, Burrow. And I think they both have a couple rushing touchdowns mixed in there. So Herbert, I yes, Herbert has a better team, which is uh, which is helpful. But it's not like the Bengals' offense isn't good. It's the Bengals' defense that's bad. So. so yeah. I will, I will concede this is that 
the guys that vote on these and like nominate guys and whatnot, I even if Her, Herbert could have had a complete all pro team, I don't think they pay attention to that. I think they just look at numbers. Yeah. Which they, I, I personally think they should look at what guys are doing with the team around them, especially at a court, like it's basically a quarterbacks to win every year. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at quarterbacks, it, I think it depends on what's going on around them more than it actually is. If anybody yeah, listen, if they you have get a, what I'm just saying. Yes. Because the uh, chargers have a much better line than the Bengals, which is very helpful when you're quarterback, when you're quarterback and you can sit there because they both throw the ball very well. They're both at uh, a 67% completion percentage, which is very good. Yeah. And Especially I, I think for the, rookies. Right. I think the problem for Herbert, for the way Burrow's going to win this game, the way Burrow's going to win is Burrow's going to continue to have to throw the ball 50 to 60 times a game versus Herbert if Eckler comes back or just the fact that they're more comfortable, their defense is good and they're more comfortable running the ball. Like they'll be fine yeah. handing the ball off, doing dump off passes. So I think in the end, Burrow's chances will be the fact that his defense is shitty and he will have to try and throw 400 yards and four touchdowns a game to even have a chance versus yeah. Herbert, who his defense, they weren't great against the Jags, but for the most part, the defense is usually, it's a solid defense and they can keep, it'll keep them in games. They're, they're definitely a better defense than the yes, Bengals than the at, Bengals, the, very, at sure. the very least. At the very well, least. I mean, a, a year or two ago, the, the Chargers were a contender. They were pretty yeah. close to the Super Bowl, and they had a ready-made defense. And the only reason why their defense isn't as great as it is or as it has been is because Derwin James is hurt again and is out for the season again. And if he, and he, could, if he could stay healthy, then the, the spine of their team is set because you have Bosa and Ingram on the edges, and then you have Derwin James as, like, their kind of switchblade or Swiss Army knife, actually. Yeah, what won't help either team is – wins really because the Chargers have two the Bengals have one and a tie I don't think either team is gonna win a lot of games to begin with so that's that's something like if they're if they're passing numbers will are a little even uh or in touch on they'll look at that I think the two games with Burrow might help a little bit but I listen let, let me not we're talking about stats in it Justin Herbert's a great quarterback he played really yeah. fantastic as a rookie and, you know, he came out as, what was he, the number five or number six pick, whatever it was, and the year, when people were saying the year before, if he came out, he would have been the number one. And I think he kind of got lost in that Tua and um, Burrow class. But Justin Herbert was a top-ranked prospect at Oregon for three years. And then people kind of just forgot about him. And that's part of the problem when you're playing out in the Pac-12. Uh, you're not – as big because even like Sam Darnold, like and Josh Rosen, like they were they were names just because that year wasn't um great. But Baker all of a sudden comes out of nowhere and because Big Twelve quarterback and he comes out and he immediately passes them both. I, it's it's that West. I don't want to say it's the East Coast bias, but it partly is. Like when you're out in the West, it's hard. People don't notice you as much. Well, if Herbert came out, if he came out that year that everybody said he should have, he would have been the number one pick. I think so. Yes. He, the only reason why he got taken a little bit later is because he didn't have his junior year was as good of a year as he could have had. And anything, anything after that would have been a regression. 
He's a um, big guy. So that's, he's got so that's a why big he arm. went there. The thing too is he's really fast. I didn't realize yes. how fast he was. Yes, he was clearing like cornerbacks yesterday. I'm like, what the hell? Listen, there was oh, the the year the Jets took Darnold, and there was whether or not Herbert was going to come out. I I was a big like quack quack ducks. Let's go. I wanted Justin Herbert because he's a big guy. He's got a big arm. He can make the throws. And he's a smart guy. He's a smart quarterback too. Like he learns from his mistakes. So uh, that's all I have to say on uh, Herbert. Also, let's just mention with the Chargers that they don't have a lot of wins, but the Chargers have made it their their calling card or their business in the last four to five years of just losing extremely close games. And all the games that they've lost this year have been by three points, five points, seven points, and three points again. And those were against some really good teams. They lost to the Chiefs, the Bucks the Panthers and the saints. So like just when they have it, they just, they can't, they just can't finish games. I don't know if that's just an, uh, uh, a head coach Lynn thing, or if that, if that's just going to be the chargers for the next decade or so, hopefully not because it'd be nice to see Herbert get into into the playoffs for a few years running, but the chargers, they have it. They just, they're missing Derwin James with James with, which sucks a lot. And Eckler's out right now, but until they they just kind of put it together in the fourth quarter and just pull these wins out. They best, always uh, lose like this all the time. Best two-win team in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, most definitely. Uh, and so last one we're going to hit on quick is the person that I think Tony Wrote that. is the one that Voza is not giving credit to in the MVP race. The person that I think it's the MVP is theirs to lose. Let's go, uh, Steve. What do you got on the Packers and your boy Aaron Rodgers? We're back to winning ways. We got killed by the Bucks, and as you guys saw by the video on the Instagram, if you haven't already, I just they cut out probably all the other shit that I said after what I said because I just started rambling off like a like an idiot about how we look ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers did that stupid celebration. And then <laughs> the wheels kind of fell off after that, but uh, the Packers looked great. Look, Aaron Jones was out. Uh, Jamal Williams stepped right in. And I knew that he could kind of be that lead back. I was really excited for AJ Dillon to get some playing time too. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to get integrated throughout the rest of the season, but it's exciting, especially when you spend a second round pick instead of taking a wide receiver that you probably should have taken you take a running back, you at least want that guy to see the field. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, I'm just convinced that we don't need anybody other than Devontae Adams Jesus, after yesterday. He had 13 catches for 196 yards. I think I think Rodgers had like 283 yards passing. So that was that less than 100 yards to anybody else on the team. Um, but that just goes to show the rapport that they have. He's like jelly, he's like Jordy Nelson 2.0. Um, at this point. And then the defense, uh, a lot of people don't really know him, but Kamal Martin came in for his first game of the season for the Packers yesterday. He was an inside linebacker uh, that we took in the draft out of Minnesota. And we're hoping that he can be that inside linebacker that we've needed for the last forever, five, six, seven years. We've never had a linebacker that can cover players and kind of be that switchblade like Derwin James is. Uh, So, we're just we're firing on all cylinders i'm really happy about it Uh, hopefully the buccaneers game is a bump in the road and we can play better against better teams because they are going to be coming up um two weeks we got that road game against the niners so hopefully we can redeem ourselves after that shellacking we took uh last year in the nfc championship but other than that i i 
can't be much happier with the team. And I, I will say, put some goddamn respect on Aaron Rodgers' name because he, oh, thank you. like Frankie said, that hit the MVP is his to lose right now. It's really efficient yesterday. He had four touchdowns, no interceptions. Other than that, other than the Buccaneers game, which I don't even think that stat line was as bad as people say it is. He's been lights out every other game of the season. One thing on the Texans, can we say it's not like a direct analogy, but can we say like JJ Watt is similar to like Mike Trout, like a player that we root for, but just can't find success. Granted, the Texans have made the playoffs, unlike so the Angels. I'm but. sitting uh, as we speak. I'm sitting about five feet from a pile of jerseys that I pulled this Erlacher jersey out of, mm-hmm. and the one that's on top is JJ Watt. I fucking love JJ Watt. I think that guy caught a caught a bad break being the one of the best defensive players of his generation on a team that just can't figure it the fuck out. I mean, you would think that, I mean, offense. And and I think that's the crazy thing with the Texans. It's like, they have the pieces that they need to do well. They just don't come together or, I mean, it could be schedule. It could be just on the nature of the games that they're playing, but you look at their record and you're like, there's no way. Like you look at that team on paper, they're, they're not as bad as their record makes them be. Yeah, and that's been it's been that way for probably the last what four or five years, it feels like. Give or take. But yeah, let's um let's wrap it up with football because we have been going for a very long time. Uh and we'll move on to a new sport that we covered last week and that we're gonna not fight about this week. I'm out, Frankie. This is not a new this is not a new sport. A new sport for the podcast. The oldest this is the oldest sport. No, to put some respect on our okay. fucking sport. Wait, is you know soccer oldest... a sport? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Is it sport or is it entertainment? Mm. Uh, or is it all, both? The oldest sport. Definitely is... not entertaining, actually. I'll go with sport. <laughs> the, old, the oldest sport is probably wrestling. So go oh, fuck Jesus. yourself. Not professional wrestling, hey, but yo, wrestling. Uh, so, yeah, you guys. Uh, Soccer boys, you want to talk about a little soccer? Are we soccer yeah. boys now? Is that is that Let's our do it. is that our group name? That's yeah, because we're not we're not boys. we're literally not creative, so everything is just whatever okay. it is and boys at the end. I, I want to make it calcio boys just to be super extra. <laughs> All right. I, so the let's just jump right into this. So Ronaldo versus Messi. Uh, not gonna happen. Oh, not gonna happen, right? That sucks. It really sucks. Well, we have we have thirty. What they say? I think Ronaldo has twenty four hours to test negative for COVID. He took his test. Wow, they really walked away. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so they, he took his test, and he'll find out tomorrow whether or not he can play. But even if he does test positive or negative, supposedly he's being investigated for breaking COVID protocol. Which, for some maybe obvious reasons, that I'll let Boza go into. <laughs> that man is slanging that dick around. <laughs> To every girl that he can. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He's speaking the Italian love language. On the game itself, I think Barcelona has more to play for. Oh, yeah. They're playing shit. Well, after losing to Real 3-1, I mean, that was an exciting game in just the first 10 minutes alone. Um, But I think Barcelona has more to play based on everything that's happening. Um, But, I mean, of course, we'd we'd want a Ronaldo versus Messi. I think what's so great on what's happening now is that they're going to still play a second time. So even if they're not playing this time, we will expect to see them 
come around the second time for this matchup. Uh, yeah, let's hope. I don't know, man. I think that I think Juventus has more to play for than Barcelona. I don't care if they lost to Real. Uh, Barcelona, like Barcelona like shit though. Yeah, not really. Other than the Real loss, they've been they bring. They are. They're not doing that well right now in La Liga. I also uh, think a big thing with Juventus too is that they're in this weird like. Paulo Dybala, like, what are they doing with that guy? They want to sign him, but they never play him. They never start him. They never bring him on as a sub. They start freaking Aaron Ramsey at at uh, center attacking mid. As much as I love Aaron Ramsey because he's a former yeah, Arsenal player, Arsenal. I do not understand how they don't uh, start Dybala in that position. It's insane. Real quick, just to ask, is um, Paulo Dybala – uh, Dominic DeCoco's cousin or something? <laughs> He's actually <laughs> Paulo Dybala is Argentinian, so I don't uh, know, man. So distant cousin, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but Steven, uh, it is early on. Argentina, anyway. But Steven, it is early on. But Barcelona is technically in twelfth right now. Granted, they played only five games. A lot of other teams have played one or two extra games, though. Yeah, uh, but they're two two wins, a draw, and two losses right now. Oof. All right, I'm gonna skip the next part because we're gonna God, leave that damn. for. Uh, Balada for his one minute drill. One thing um, I one thing I want to uh, I know we have like EPL weekend. Steven, I don't know about you, but taking a look at the games uh coming up this week, are there any ones that you have like on the Champions League side that you're interested in watching? I have three, but I'm curious to see if any of them overlap with what I'm looking well, forward to. I'm gonna you say three. <laughs> well, the first competition I look at is the Europa League because my uh underperforming team plays in the really shitty European competition. Uh, no, if anything, the only one that I'm looking forward to is the one that Tony Bellotta is very inv- invested in because now he all of a sudden has a, a Calcio team from probably the most ridiculous country that you could pick a Calcio team from. So can I actually ask a soccer question? This will yeah. be the only time this happens. Whoa. So when your wow. team sucks, do you get bumped into a shittier league? Uh, if you're the bottom three of the league or two, some leagues or are two. two. Yeah. yeah. Depending. I would- one. I would love professional sports to adopt that. We, yeah. I've oh, we've this, been dying for. Pro we've been Realm. dying for it. It'll never happen in America because of money. There's It'd just so too much, too much money invested uh, for these owners. They'll never allow it. Like, folks, like, imagine a league of the NFC East plus like the Jets, plus the Jets, Jaguars, yeah. like, the Cowboys would get relegated for the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah, <laughs> it'll never happen in America. I, I wish it would, but it never will. Hey Joe, I'll, I'll give you back that question. Do you have any uh, any matchups you're looking at besides Chelsea? Yeah, I wasn't even on the Champions League. It wasn't even the Chelsea game I was like going to talk Ooh. about. Um, I know this is coming out Wednesday, so the game on Tuesday, um, Ajax against Atalanta, because Atalanta hey. came out strong in their first win, four nothing. I mean, granted, it's the team that's going to come in last, yeah. but they've been playing like shit in Serie A right now, like in the last few games after coming out strong. So I, I know we, we this was a group where I said it's not a group of death, but leading into that next game with um, Man United and Leipzig, I mean, I, I don't think anyone thought PSG was going to lose their first game. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that game on the Wednesday. It's a four o'clock Eastern. And then of course, Juventus and Barcelona. I think mm-hmm. when looking at the matchups, those are the most evenly matched games where you can see them go either way um, in the Champions League this week. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I'll give you credit, too, after that mispronouncing of Atlanta, Atalanta. <laughs> I think this might be the third show in a row that you've mentioned Atalanta. I need to. I need to get my street cred back up. So. 
it's the only way. But uh, Steve, you want to lead into EPL weekend on what you're looking forward to? Yeah, let's do it. So EPL weekend, I'm going to cover both of our teams. So my arsenal is a way to, uh, I don't even want to say their name because I hate them so much. Uh, but we're away to Manchester United. I hope we destroy them. I know they're probably going to end up getting two penalties, but I think we'll win 3-2 with no penalties. And we'll also have a disallowed goal that'll be bullshit, and then we'll just score three of our own. And then we got Chelsea away to Burnley. Joe, I know that's a really tough place to play. I feel like Burnley's always tough for any of the big the big six. Well, the last three away games against them we've won. So it, it's really at home that we struggle with them more. I feel like with Burnley, I mean, they always give us a tough matchup, but I'm hoping the result is like three, one, because looking at the games that they've played away against them, they've won four, two, four, nothing and two, one. And I think with how they came out with two clean sheets last week, they got to get offensively going. I love Mendy back in goal. Um, He's going to stay there. I think Keppa has a lot, has a ways to go before he wins any um, respect on getting back into that starting lineup. But I think defensively, we still need to figure out what's our, What's our four? What's going to be our five? I know Lampard's kind of playing with some different lineups based on tactical approach, um, but really liking what Mendy's been doing in the back end, making some pretty solid saves that could easily go in the back of the net. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I, I really just, I do not like them at all, but I really want to see that uh, Pulisic, Zayac, Werner, and Havertz front four, like, oh man. Until they pull that trigger. Because Zayac isn't 100% yet. They're only coming off the sub. So hopefully in yeah. the next week or two, he'll get there. Um, but I agree. That's going to be a filthy attack. I mean, it, it, it's good to have that type of problem. I, I think defensively now we just need to figure out what's going to be our rotation. Because we need to figure out some sort of rotation now with Champions League back of how we're looping in those individuals, but also keeping continuity. That's like the struggle. And you've seen it. Even with Europa, I view it the same way with Arsenal. You want to have continuity, but there's going to be so many games being played where you can't tire everyone out. So you're really trying to use your depth of players, but also not slacken the quality of play. All right. Thanks, boys. Uh, Let's switch it back to Frankie. All right. So soccer talk, not as hostile. Not as hostile. Props to Tony and Frankie for keeping their headphones on on this one. I, I, with full disclosure, I did have to go off camera for a minute, but I swear it was for a good reason. Oh, don't um, worry. I called it out. <laughs> uh, I, okay. <laughs> I, had, I, started, I had to go to the bathroom. I started talking and I was like, wow, they actually got up and left. Oh, Tony, you left too? <laughs> yeah, I had a Yeah, you both did. Literally at the same exact time. But I, I did try to give the one second symbol in the camera so they didn't think I was being a dick. I, I did say be right back into the camera after I muted, but uh, you went to pee too. I had to go pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was actually an emergency. I really had to go. This podcast is going long, man. Yeah, we are going very long. So yes. let's let's hop right into the insert sound effect here. One minute drill. Uh, Diegis, you want to lead us off? And let's, yeah, well, let's try and do like a 10 duties. second drill because I'm going to have to drain the main vein next after this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Joe, I got you. So, my one minute drill is I've been getting a lot of crap about not knowing soccer and giving my intel. So, I want to give a shout out that I do know soccer and proof of that is this past Sunday. I had told Voza what soccer bets I had liked this weekend. 
and he only chose one of the seven games. I ended up going three and four, but on units, I was up four units. How do you manage? How do you manage to get four units and still having a losing record? It's because you choose two teams. One was Granada, who was at plus 376 to win, and they won. And then you choose Reams, who was at 323 to win. Granted, Reams, they were lucky. They played 11 v 9 for almost half the game. So note to self, if you want soccer picks, I will help you with it. I will get you to the promised land. So I know my two picks earlier in the week did not work. It's okay. It's a journey. We will get there together. So uh, looking forward to helping a lot of you individuals out there. God. All right. Next. Steve. Wait, before I start, I got to say to plug to plug Joe even further, he might mispronounce all of the team names, but he'll still get you there. Damn right. <laughs> Money talks, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Make uh, sure that you have a phonetic uh, spelling in front of you. <laughs> Joe's like slogan should be money to- money talks, spelling walks. <laughs> yeah, I'll just like spell everything wrong. <laughs> All right. Let's let's jump right into Steve. Go ahead. All right, my one minute. So we talked about the DK Metcalf play and the great part about these types of plays or just any internet sensation in general is memes. So there's a bunch of memes that came out of <laughs> There's a bunch of memes that came out of this play that had me rolling. So you see DK Metcalf catching the Cardinals defender. So the memes go that the, the player running is what, whatever you're doing. And then DK Metcalf is the person that's going to catch you. So some of my favorites are the Falcons with the lead is the defender and DK Metcalf is the fourth quarter. is your last piece of gum and dk metcalf is everyone i know we've all been there and then my personal favorite is the defender is the super bowl and the cowboys are dk metcalf (laughs) but wait it gets better the meme has dk metcalf turned running the other way (laughs) (laughs) and that was speaking memes with steven with steve <laughs> all right those are me yeah those are you're up all right i'm gonna talk a little college football so let me first first give a shout out to my boy graham mertz aka the highs mertz from wisconsin had a great game as a freshman for wisconsin unfortunately of course now like all good things for wisconsin he has a covid or he had a covid test so let's hope his second one is a negative so he can come back and shit on the rest of the big 10 uh other news bama continues to roll i think they're the class of the sec in general i think they're going to be there at the end on the other side clemson they struggled with cuse but then they pulled away and shit on them anyway uh trevor lawrence continues to look great i hope he'll he looks great in orange he'll look great in green and then Big Ten was back uh, on Friday and Saturday. Michigan, Ohio State, and Wisconsin roll. Penn State loses to Indiana on a questionable call at the end of the game. But as my friend Doug would say, Indiana gets fucked so many times that they'll take one here. Um, so that's my college football update for the week. Sweet. Tony Bellotta, all you, buddy. All right, I'm going to touch on a couple things. One of them is somehow soccer. So Locomotive <laughs> Moscow versus Salzburg was my pick last week just to pick a team. Uh, they actually pushed, and with they the final score was 2-2. Two to two, So that's pretty good. They are playing Bayern Munich, who apparently is really good at soccer. Yeah, so Just I, just okay. I, They're all right yeah, at soccer. So I don't think Locomotive will win. However, 
I think the goal spreads like two and a half. So we're going to take the two and a half and it's going to be over three and a half. In yeah, soccer. that's for sure. It's going to be over. <laughs> so it'll definitely be over three and a half goals. Moving on. Uh, I saw something this weekend that apparently there's one man that could prevent Steve Cohen from uh, owning the Mets and it's Bill de Blasio. <laughs> oh, I love oh it. boy. I swear to God, yeah. if Bill pulls any shit, my ass is putting my house up for sale and leaving the state immediately. <laughs> I don't even care that he's not the mayor of Mayback. And then the third thing is, uh, I don't get why fucking Nick Foles is the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. He came into this game with a lower QBR than uh, Mitch Trubisky did, and I don't think he's really done anything to help his case right now. It's actually fourth and three, so I'm going to spend the over up oh, first down. Okay, that's my one-minute drill. Thank Sweet. you. Uh, Real quick before I start, uh, I don't understand why Mitch Trubisky isn't the starter again yet. It's for bring, bring back Mitch. Mitch V. Right. With that said, my one minute drill this week is going to be talking about somebody from the 914, my boy Eddie Kingston, professional wrestler. He currently works for AEW. He will be challenging for the AEW World Championship. This Saturday, November 7th at AEW Full Gear. Um, this is a guy that he was a mainstay on the independence for basically the last 20 years. He's one of the best promos in the world, best talkers in the world of the last 20 years. And he's, I, I personally think, one of the most underrated in-ring all-around talents, but also in-ring talents. Um, if you're trying to check out a local boy, what you should do is not only search out his promos from AEW from across the summer, uh, but his match with Cody on Dynamite and his match with Moxley on Dynamite were both fantastic. If you're looking to do a deeper dive and to see how long Eddie Kingston's been the fucking man, I highly recommend you check out uh, on YouTube, Eddie Kingston's Road to High Noon. This was when he was challenging or when they were crowning the first ever champion at Chikara. This is his promo from before the match. And then the match itself is Eddie Kingston versus oh uh, Mike Quackenbush, which watch the promo, watch the match, and you'll see how good Eddie Kingston's been for how long. And remember, he's from the 914. This is a Yonkers native. Shouts out Eddie Kingston. That's it for me. I probably right. won. Oh, way over. It, it's yeah. okay. I'm fine. Nick Foles just threw an interception. Bad. Yeah. Bring back Why Mitch. is he still the quarterback? God damn. All right. So um, with that said, that's it for the one-minute drills. I'm sorry I went over again, but Eddie deserves it. Uh, let's go on to the final segment, as always. Did we change the name? Is this a new no. name? No. I I'm think, saying, is this, think, is this a full name? No, it's not. It's just the same thing. I think okay. that, I just copied and pasted from Tony's last week. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. I, 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 named, I named it that in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With that said, let's go on to the Wizard of Oz. All right. Good evening, morning, afternoon, my fellow degenerates. Again, whatever time it is that you're listening to this, uh, let me just give you guys a quick recap of the last week's picks. Uh, Diego's went 0 for 2 in soccer, and he is going 0 for 3 with the Bears getting their ass kicked tonight by the Rams. I'm still up, units. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Bellata went two went two and zero. Oh. Uh, Lions, <laughs> yay! Bengals cover. Boo! We'll get into that one in a little bit. And then we got Frankie zero and one with the Titans. Steve zero and one with the Raiders. 
Wizard of Oz goes one and two with the Packers a big yay. Cowboys, listen, you can't blame me for the Cowboys. This is just ridiculous at this point. Uh, and I am the Raiders lost as well. Uh, so first, let me give my special uh, guest pick uh, of this week. Nick Diegas made me some money oh, for Lord. soccer. So I will give him a shout out. He has Lazio Moneyline on Wednesday against, who are they playing, Joe? Bruges? Club Bruges, right? Yeah. Uh, I think they're plus 140 at this point. So Nick Diegas, that's his pick of the week for soccer. Um, he wanted, I want to let you guys know his real reasoning is there's no second Brazilian soccer lines out yet for him to pick from. Uh, other things to consider, there were seven overs this week, five unders. I told you guys it was probably going to be an over week. And we had one push, which is another bad beat of the week. Uh, favorites were four and nine again. Again, another shitty week for the favorites. So let's go into my bad beats of the week. So we already talked about the overs in the Steelers game. Um, that was a bad one. But the real bad one is the fucking Browns. Minus three and a half. Baker Mayfield comes down, throws that beautiful touchdown to take the lead. All they got to do is take kick the extra point, and the kicker shanks it. Bengals cover. Browns lose. Everybody wants to kill everyone except Bellata. Yep. Uh, so let, with that, let's jump into picks of the week. Frankie, what do you got? So based on the Browns being so good this week and the their next matchup is against the best three and three team, the Las Vegas Raiders, who I almost called Oakland. Uh, I got Raiders plus two and a half at the Browns. I just think this is a week where the Browns are going to shit the bed. Um, I would even maybe dabble on money line. I think the Raiders got this. If you could get a good number. Uh, my other, my other pick, I think lions plus three versus the Colts. I think after that win last week, uh, the Lions are going to start rolling, and I don't think the Colts are that good of a team. I do like the Colts' defense, but Matthew Stafford's healthy. Um, I think Matthew Stafford can work against that defense. Uh, I think it's really based on if the Colts' offense shows up or not, and I don't like the Colts' offense. So I got Lions plus three in that, um, and the Lions are at home, so that's a, a at-home dog. Thanks, Frankie. Steve, what do you got? I know how much we love uh, Bosnian sports, so I'm going to take it to the Bosnian Premier League uh, soccer. That exists. And, believe it or not. So. It Holy shit. And so I have Zrinski plus, plus 155 versus Velez. Like what? Okay. <laughs> We're going to move on from that one. Diego's, what do you got? So I have – one football pick and three soccer. So my football pick is the Jets at plus 19 and a half against many the points. Chiefs. Yeah, it's too many it, points. You got to take it on principle. I have to take it on principle, especially with how it was the Bills. I think the Bills game, it was 10, 10 and a half. So another double-digit game. Um, I, I was looking. I don't think there was any lines I saw that showed for money line. I think for shits and giggles, you just sprinkle a little <laughs> bit on the Jets for money line. And if it hits, it hits. Um, but I agree. 19 and a half is too many points. Um, to not go against them. If we're talking about out of principle, I was so close to just taking the Chiefs, but out of respect for my dear Tony Voza, I didn't take the Chiefs. Bro, go ahead. Oh, no, I I want the Jets to win because I'm doing it so that they do win. So that... that. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) need the Jags to be the worst team in the league. No. But uh, the soccer picks I have, um, I have two from Premier League and one in La Liga. I have Southampton versus Aston Villa. Southampton, I have winning 
plus 192. Um, Aston Villa has been doing great this season, but Southampton has won their last three against them. Um, so that, that would be my pick there. And then I have Leeds at plus 147 against Leicester. Um, Leeds are at home. Um, Leicester has a Europa game on Thursday. So I don't know how much they're going to turn it around in time for the game on Monday. So um, Leeds has been solid. I, I've said it time and time again right now. It's a team to watch this year. And then my last one is Granada against Levante. Um, Granada won their last home game against Levante. Um, and I think they're the real deal. I think even looking at last year, they got hot towards the end um, of the season. So they've been doing well. Um, I, I think it's one to look at at plus 114. They are um, favorites. Um, so plus money would be my take on that. All right. Thank you, Joe. Balada. Uh, I've got Seattle bouncing back next week, minus three against the 49ers. I still don't think the 49ers are that good, and I still think Seattle will figure out a way to win. Uh, I love the Dolphins right now. My cousin got me onto them. Granted, he's a Dolphin fan, but plus three and a half against the Rams, especially after they're shellacking the Bears right now, they're not going to do this two weeks in a row. So money on the Dolphins. I had another pick. Not doing that one. So we're going to replace it. Um, Steelers plus three and a half in Baltimore makes no fucking sense to me at all. I know that they're in Baltimore. I know Baltimore is a good team, but the Steelers are six and oh for a reason. Three and a half is too many points. Get it before it drops below three. All right. Thank you, Tony. And I will give my picks. I've got four for you guys. I got Carolina minus two and a half at home against Atlanta. Uh, I'm not giving Atlanta any respect until they earn it. So two and a half. They, uh, Carolina beat them in Atlanta a few weeks ago. Uh, so I think with the chance that McCaffrey comes back, I think it's a small chance. But even without McCaffrey, I think they beat Atlanta and cover. Next, I've got the Titans minus five and a half against the Bengals. Listen, I love the Bengals, but that defense sucks. Titans just came off uh, a loss, their first loss this season against the Steelers. I think they're going to come in and Derrick Henry's probably going to run the ball down the Bengals' throats and he's really going to control the game. Uh, I've got Buffalo minus three and a half against the Pats. Uh, this is a prove it game for Buffalo. Um, everyone keep kept saying, "Listen, I, everyone, I think th- everyone thought I think the Pats would be a little better at this point when the two of them matched up." But everyone was saying they're not going to trust Buffalo until they can beat the Patriots. So here it is. This is Buffalo's chance. I think they come out motivated after really, you know, squeaking by the Jets. I think they come out and they cover big against the Patriots. And then my last pick is I also have the Raiders plus three. I have it at plus three, but if whatever it is, I think, again, I think they win this game also, like Steve was saying, or who was saying it? I was saying Frankie, yes. Frankie, sorry. Uh, like Frankie was saying, I think they win this game outright. So give me the Raiders. Uh, sprinkle on the money line. See if you can take it at plus three if you can by the hook. Uh, but other than that, um, good luck, everybody. And we'll see you next week for the, for the Degenerates. Wait, I have a question. Whatever What's happened up? to what happened to the click your heels and spin around? Yeah, <laughs> it's just it hasn't. Listen, I, I was losing with it, and I don't want to just. It's not. I'm not doing gimmicks just for the loss. Oh, damn. All right. Losing. At least gimmicks. you cut it while you're. At least losing you, like, gimmicks while you're is bad. Losing, losing gimmicks, gimmicks is bad. Is bad. All right. True. Just so, just for the information for our listeners too, the title that we were talking about in the beginning, that's like the made up title that we're not actually going to use, is the Wizard of Oz Degenerate Club which is definitely not the title, but I just wanted to let our listeners know that that is what I had named <laughs> this segment it is, <laughs> in the outline. It I is very – I, I think it's fitting mostly because I, I, basically three of the five people that give picks don't gamble, but –
but we're all very invested in our picks. So it's we degenerize no matter what. <laughs> I went as far to find a Bosnian soccer game. God damn it. <laughs> You're just going to keep finding Bosnia shit. Like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Bosnian go, badminton. I mean, you got to go Serbian. <laughs> Alliteration. And find <laughs> dark players that are Bosnian or like tennis players. Back to next. you, Frankie. Anyways. Yeah, yeah Frankie, but, take uh, us home. <laughs> we're going to close it out this week. Uh, real quick, I have a plug because I started another podcast with a couple of my other buddies. I'm going to start is, my own group. It is feature presentation. We talk about a different movie every week. Right now, as you will be hearing this, not only will the first episode, which is on Spider-Man 3, be up, but there's also a pilot episode where we kind of go over why we wanted to do a movie podcast, why we talk, we talk about why we like movies, why we like physical media, specifically like Blu-rays and stuff like that. Um, so there should be a couple of episodes of that out by the time you're hearing this. So keep an eye on that. That usually drops on Tuesdays. This drops on Wednesdays. So if you want to double up on your Frankie, check that out as well. Um, besides that, you guys got anything? Are you, we're all good? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, good. we're good. All right, sweet. Don't double the Frankie, double the fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. With the bears that, are getting mollywopped. <laughs> with that. That'll do it for 914 Sports. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. You'll see how to spell that in our bio. And for the rest of the boys, we'll see you next week. Later. Bears are staying down. See you guys later. Adios.